0: guys! Welcome and welcome back to the podcast. I've been meaning to watch that. I am your host, Monica, and I am joined again. New week, new topic, new guest. And I have two really awesome guests here with me today. Um, they are from the podcast, Hate Watch, Great Watch, which is a podcast I found when I was kind of like looking for a new podcast and some too. But I'm going to go ahead and let you guys, you know what, tell, tell my listeners about yourselves and introduce yourselves a little bit.
1: Uh, sure. Uh, my name is Hunter um this is allison yes with Hi, me allison. as always <laughs> um yeah i don't know i had I wanted to start a podcast for a while and then we finally did and just you know we've i don't know i like watching movies and my favorite thing about watching a movie is talking about it with the people that watch you know watched it with me or that has have seen it and and I, that's my favorite thing like that's, uh, that's what i love to do um so that's basically what the podcast is, is just we watch a movie and talk about it, uh, usually with a friend. We've recently been alternating. Every other episode will just be a one-on-one, and then um, we'll have a guest in, on the odd number episodes. And uh, yeah, we just talk about a movie and make fun of it. And you can make fun of a movie you like, or yeah. you can, and you can like a movie that is bad, and you're like, oh, it's terrible, I love it. Like...
2: <laughs> there's also usually even
3: movies that we don't really care for, there's usually something in there to like yeah so
1: almost everything we've ever seen
3: yeah has
1: had some honest redeeming quality yeah. there have been like maybe two movies two
3: noble exceptions <laughs> um yeah new episodes every other wednesday and you know we're we're in association with uh, movie john uh, philly-based uh, movie zine and website
2: yeah
0: awesome well, guys, that is. Hey, watch, great watch. Other links will be in the description down below. And today we're going to be talking about some movies that we love that you know other people don't really like because everyone has that movie that they like love and they will defend like to the death of them but maybe it's not that popular or well known or maybe Rotten Tomatoes says it's trash but you don't care because like that's your movie and it's your pride and joy and you will watch it like until like your dying breath so we're going to be talking about those kind of movies that relate to us and our experiences but before we get into that we're going to do Can't Wait to Watch where we talk about new releases and we're going to talk about some entertainment news coming up on your timeline and one uh, new release that i would like to touch on is good omens because season two has been announced oh. as coming out july 28th so i'm really excited for oh it. wow that's close yeah, yeah i know i know yeah, i haven't heard
1: that yet that's great
0: i remember when good omens like first release i feel like a lot of the shows are coming out this year and, like, coming out, came out last year. All released, like, in 2018, 2019. And for some reason, it's taken so long. Well, not for some reason. Like, we know why. Nice. But,
2: like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's taken so long for them to come back. Like, Good Omens has come back. And then, like, Into the Spider-Verse is a movie. But that came out in, like, 2018. So, it's been, like, five years. And yeah. then Invincible yeah. was announced to come out. But it's coming out at the end of this year.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. So, there's been a lot of delays. But I'm very excited <laughs>
1: Well, I think we're going to get another like wave like this, uh, probably, you know, mostly with TV, with the writer's strike that's been yeah. going on. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, that's halted so many productions that I think once that reaches some kind of, you know, amiable resolution... Mm-hmm. Then everything's going to go back into production, or new projects are all going to get started. That are all going to roll out at the same time. It's you yeah. know, it's going to be a, a busy. I don't know. It depends on what the turnover is, but like you know, twenty twenty five or whatever is going to be like a busy year for new releases.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's very true. And I was actually keeping up with some um, news in regards to the writer strike. Uh, I think when this podcast comes out, some of this news may be old news, but. I saw an article that came out like yesterday about um Ryan Murphy, and how he is moving his deal from Netflix to Disney now, and a lot oh. of people are kind of like yeah, so a lot of people are kind of you know um kind of like insinuating that like possibly there's gonna be a Glee reboot, and it's wow. kind of like oh maybe see
1: that, that yeah. makes sense.
0: I that makes also... the most
1: sense out of like any of that because. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say his tone seems weird for Disney, but Glee makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe also, something Glee-esque.
3: Disney every so often will do something weird, and then they've really been branching out with, uh, you know, purchasing Marvel, purchasing, uh, the. Oh Star Wars. yeah, well, they want to own everything. They have an association with Discovery or whatever, right?
1: Yes. Yeah.
3: So, you know, that is a bigger tent
0: than you would think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and also Disney is kind of consolidating their streaming platform with Hulu. I think they're like trying to broach yeah. a deal where like Disney and Hulu kind of becomes one big app because Hulu isn't available outside of the U.S. So yeah, oh,
3: I, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, but... I just found that out not that long ago with mm-hmm. the writer strike thing. Uh, reading about the various
3: right because streaming yes. uh, royalties is a big thing on the table. Yeah, that's mm-hmm.
1: when I found that out.
3: Sure.
0: Yeah, so it'll be interesting how this goes. Um, seeing a lot of like <clears throat> streaming services, just like <clears throat> I don't know, consolidating. Yeah. The services and also like their content because HBO Max is in talks with Netflix to like put HBO titles on Netflix. Namely, Insecure is like one of the names that they oh, dropped really? in. Yeah, and some of the in the article that I read on Variety, that's what they said, and Insecure makes sense. Because I watched Insecure and I love this show. And it's one of those shows that is, like, ahead of its time, almost. Like, it feels like a modern day, like, Girlfriends, where it's, like, about these two um, black women living in LA. They're dealing with, like, jobs, relationship, family, and, like, friendships as well. And it's a really good show. Like, every single season that aired on TV was, like, a huge thing on Twitter and on Instagram, and people were talking about it. So it makes sense for it to put it on Netflix, but I feel like if HBO starts putting big name titles, like um, House of Dragon, Last of Us, sure, Secession, yeah. Barry, just to name a few, like two of those shows have ended already, but like the other two are still going on. Like if you put um, Last of Us on Netflix, then people won't subscribe to HBO. They'll just keep Netflix. You know, like a lot yeah. of people... Like I, I got HBO Go when HBO Go was a thing, just so I could watch Game of Thrones, and then I found Westworld, and I found out all these other shows that I liked on the platform, and I feel like it makes more sense for like titles on HBO that people don't know about, like Southside is a comedy on hbo that i really really like if that oh, was put on netflix that. oh yeah it's very good um, if you liked uh, everyone hates chris that you would oh, love wow. this show. Yeah, really. <laughs> it's very similar to it um, but i feel like
3: i do have a clarifying question though yeah i know um, hbo does have a thing with hulu where you can purchase hbo as an add-on i think it's the same thing with um amazon right yeah. yeah well right so it it Would it be a departure from that? Definitely, where it's just the shows themselves and not, like, some other, like, tier where it's, oh, Netflix plus HBO.
1: Or would it be, like, or HBO yeah. and uh, whatever where they became Max now?
3: Yeah, like, is it is it for sure just the streaming rights to certain shows, or is it, like, that they might be doing... Or this, Disney. Like, Disney. A, another, like, tier thing
0: with a new streaming platform? I guess we'll see. Yeah, I do know that, like... Because I've seen it on Amazon Prime because um, yeah. I actually used to have Hulu and HBO with Hulu because um, I just wanted everything in like one app so right. I could yeah. like watch everything together. And I used to have like Hulu and Showtime because there were some mm-hmm. shows that are coming out of Showtime sure, that yeah. I wanted to watch. So I don't think that they will have that anymore. I think that it's more of like a non-exclusive deal. Or they'll just allow HBO titles to be on the streaming service. Like you don't have to subscribe to HBO. Like you don't have to pay an extra $9.99 on top of whatever you're paying on right. Hulu. It's more of like we're they're in negotiation to right. allow. It might just
1: be a category or something. Sure.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That I think was it's what just was unsure about. Yeah, I think it's just about the licensing. Okay. is sure. What they're discussing. Mm-hmm. That's why. That's interesting, yeah, though. Yeah.
3: That's that's a big deal yeah that's a, that's a departure from mm-hmm. the previous like business models with the store of stuff
1: yeah because now that it almost like is a return to like the cable wars
2: yes yeah the way
1: things are going and that's an interesting thing to be like yeah we have this stuff and we'll put some of it on i guess technically a competitor
2: mm-hmm.
3: yeah because i mean i think historically hbo kind of treated it as like that 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 their shows were they weren't really treating them as individual properties it was all hbo and so to get hbo you need to yeah yeah yeah. uh and so this would be a very different strategy
1: yeah hbo even were were like um i don't know if they were necessarily late adopters but they were like hesitant adopters of putting their original programming on like dvd and things yeah so like for like a long time, a lot of other, you know, uh, original content stuff was more readily available. But HBO stuck to like, oh, you want it? You have to buy the whole season. Mm-hmm. Like other stuff did, like you can get th- five episodes on a disc or whatever. You yeah, know.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, I I do find this really interesting, but I'm kind of just like, I don't like it. <laughs> I guess because <laughs> this just feels like more of, um, you know, the snake eating its own tail you know yeah. we're oh, just yeah. going round and round and round and they're just trying to like obviously um trying to compete in a crowded streaming market they're trying to like mm-hmm. uh generate more revenue yeah. but i feel like this but just how, is... yeah,
1: yeah i don't get it i just I, that whole thing doesn't make any sense to me like mm-hmm. i understand you want money that's yeah. what money's for is for you to want it yeah i get it but like at some point, you're you have to be like, we're making enough money that we could just this we could stay here. We could plateau, and that's fine. I know that doesn't look good to shareholders or whatever. Uh-huh.
3: You do you do but... understand that this is why Instant Pot just folded, right?
1: Yes, I know. No, I know. This happens all the time, and I'm not like, smart. That's this is my one.
3: No, I know. No, I know. So that was a failure. Right? Yeah.
1: I know, and that's the thing is like I'm not smart, and even I go, this is dumb. Uh huh. And it doesn't make any sense, and like. I, I, it just does yeah I don't know the idea that like oh we have to keep like yeah. getting more subscribers and it's like there's only I mean like I know there's billions and trillions of people in the world but like yeah. there's only so many what it we, can't this is, this can't None continue right yeah yeah I never yeah. once played for the NBA <laughs> see I told you it' was stupid no yeah I it, the whole thing is frustrating to me because it's like you guys are making plenty of money you're you're good. I mean, it's the same thing with movies and and having to not just be number one at the box office, but top the last number one at the box office Mm -hmm. and continue to make more and more trillions of dollars. And It's like, it could just make, you know, you could just spend a reasonable amount and make a a tidy profit and move on like that. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it.
0: Yeah. I mean, overall, like, corporations just do what they want to do and we're just all... Playing the little game of capitalism, trying to survive. So
1: Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> capitalism is great.
0: Yeah. <laughs> capitalism and...
1: is great. Send me money, money <laughs> daddy.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, overall, like, I feel like there was one thing that I did see today um, that I was really happy about. And it was that Minx is getting a season two because one of the shows that was canceled kind of early by HBO uh, it was canceled, like, while season two was in production. And that oh, was that was so sucks. Terrible. Yes. That was That's awful. another
1: one that I've been meaning to check out.
0: Yeah. I mean, not that it's on season two. I think it has season two is coming out on Showtime. Um, and I'm not sure if this is one of the shows that was removed from HBO Max as well. Oh, yeah. I would have to oh. double check and see. But I am excited to see it, to watch it. And
1: yeah, it's I do... another one that I heard was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that um, I'll have to pirate the show, like walk the plank, because uh, I'm I'm not getting Showtime. You know, like <laughs> I can't get it on the no. streaming service. It's not no, possible. No, I get it.
1: Yeah, we we have a few, but I also just at this point refuse to get stars.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. No, they keep on putting stuff we want to watch on there. Yeah, every we want to watch bad enough to subscribe. Yeah, every once yes. in a while something comes up
1: where I'm like, oh, we we should watch this, and it's like, where's it streaming? On Stars, and I'm like, sake, really? Um, yeah. Like we did an episode years ago where a friend of mine was like, I want to do Scream, and I was like, oh, great, I definitely own it. And
2: mm-hmm. then I went
1: and looked, and I was like, I, how do I not own Scream? I. <laughs> how do I not own this? Yeah. And so I was like, all right, well it's scream. It's gotta be streaming somewhere. And it was only streaming on star. Oh so my I got, gosh. The, I got the, like the, the free, tri- they were doing like a free trial week or month or whatever it was. So I did that just so we could watch it just so we could review it on the podcast. Cause I hadn't yeah. seen it in a while. And then like, I was like, Oh, forgot about it for like whatever, two weeks. And then my month was coming up and I was like, Oh, we have like three days. Let's watch as much shit on stars so that I don't pay for it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. There was one show on Starz that I really wanted to watch and like thankfully it was on Hulu. Like they put oh, yeah. it on Hulu for some reason. It's called Vida and it's a show about these two Mexican-American sisters and they go back to their like old like where they grew up in East LA. because their mom died. But what they figured out was that their mom was secretly gay and <laughs> she had oh. a roommate and she has a gay bar and like mm. the neighborhood they live in has been like gentrified like they it's fully in the middle okay. of gentrification and it's such a good show like i love it so much and i think the actress melissa barrera is in the new scream movies oh nice yeah cool. i was so surprised when i saw her like on a poster i was like oh my gosh is that the girl from vita it's like <laughs> it's like here's this little like underground thing that not a lot of people know you from but like suddenly you're in this big thing it's like oh my gosh girl what that's great yeah yeah, such a good show. There are a lot of good shows on Stars actually. There's um Outlander, there's P Valley, there's Power, there's American Gods which was on uh oh, Stars for a while. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah. We
3: we watched that a bit.
1: Yeah, we um, watched like the first season.
0: When mm.
3: like this was back when we had cable.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I had like TV TV voted it or whatever. Yeah.
3: Okay. And I think we watched what the first season or two seasons or something. American Gods? Yeah. I think it was just the first. Okay. But, yeah, man, we're, I mean, we're big Neil Gaiman fans, which is also yeah. why the, the, um... Yeah. You know, good, Omens. good Omens. is a big deal for us. But, yeah, but, man, American Gods, man. <laughs> yeah, American Gods was really good. It was, yeah. it was a
1: good, fun adaptation. Yes. Great music.
3: Ooh. Great music, really fun, like, cameo, or not cameo, but, like, well, maybe cameos. Casting. Casting, yes. Stunt casting. Stunt casting, yeah. yes. That's the term I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice.
1: Yeah. So, I cannot believe that Outlander is still on TV. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: I don't I don't think it's bad. I just I can't believe it's still going on. It just seems like it's been on for so long. And like I read uh, one of those books. They had one of those books in my school library in like grade school. I was in like the fourth grade.
2: Uh-huh. And I was like, oh
1: this seems like a time travely kind of thing. And I'm reading it. I'm like, I'm like, wow, this book is really horny. <laughs> this book is like crazy horny. And I was like, why is this in my school library? Do they not know?
3: Uh, young adult uh like
0: fantasy yeah
3: is so like you know like i don't i don't know man i guess nobody does read these books except for the the youth that are just like nobody tell them yeah Mm -hmm.
1: couldn't believe it and so when they were like adept they were like you know outlander coming this summer or whatever and i was just like i was like ooh, this is gonna be like a super duper horny show and it is (laughs) <laughs> it's pretty. the
3: first episode that I never watched anymore?
1: Oh, I don't know. Uh, my mom watched it, so okay. I saw some of it.
3: Okay. I, I mm-hmm. feel like it was something that I, I saw one, maybe two episodes of and sure. never went back to. It.
1: Yeah, it was fine. I know there's like a... I think there's like a good deal of books in that series, but I just... Um, every time it's like, yeah, Outlander's still on. I'm like, really? Good for them. That's wild. Yeah. Like, everything gets canceled now.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, Definitely. There are a lot of shows that have been canceled in the past couple years, and yeah, it's hard to keep track of them. I think Outlander also is on Netflix. Like, you can watch the first five seasons on Netflix. Okay. Yeah, it's that been makes recommended sense. to me heavy. <laughs>
1: it's pretty good. Like, it's you yeah. know, it like a lot of people because my mom, my mom likes genre stuff. Like, she like you know, she's like, yeah, it seems like there's like a time travel element. I was like, mom, she's gonna travel back in time. To meet her ancestors, and then after that, it's just like, just like boning, and she was like, "Wait, what?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's just." I was like, "There's not as much time. For, it's not as like Back to the y as you think it's gonna be." <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty good though.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. It's fun. It's just. It basically becomes like a period piece. It becomes, you know.
3: Well, she does love period pieces.
1: She does. Totally does. Yeah. She's all looking at all the clothing and the, the yeah. rugs yeah. and the. <laughs> I'll I'll talk to my mother after she watches something and I'm like, Oh, did you watch it, you like it? And she's like, Oh, the rug in the scene where they like they're talking about I don't really remember, but that rug what? was great. And I'm like <laughs> I'm like, I didn't notice the rug, that's, I will not pay attention to the rug next time.
0: That's such a mom thing to comment on. Yeah, she loves she,
1: she loves that stuff. The set dressing and, and costuming especially. A B
0: A. Always be
3: antiquing. Yeah, yes. basically.
1: <laughs> Yeah, my mom could definitely have been, like, a a costume, uh, you know, head of a costume department in another life.
0: We'd love to see it, honestly. That's great. I mean, I feel like whenever I watch TV shows, I I love it when people, like, notice, like, the little things when they're watching stuff. Because me, I'm just, like, I'm just tuning in. When people point out little things to me, I'm like, oh, really? I didn't even know that. I didn't even see that. So I love it when people, like, keep attention to detail when they're watching stuff. He's yeah.
3: yep. really good at telling when people in the background are looking at the camera like oh, extras, yeah. or like if they're filming guerrilla style so people uh-huh. don't know that like this is a movie and they stare directly into the camera and stuff. He's like, "Oh yeah, you see that one guy?" And I'm like, "No, we'll take it back." I'm like, "Oh yeah, like he like directly stares down the barrel." Yeah, yeah. I don't know.
1: I watching <laughs> um watching actors in the background like not, not you know, not characters, just, like, your background folks or people who, you know, yeah. I, that's my favorite thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And, like, you know, if a movie's engrossing, I'm engrossed. But yeah. if it's like, oh, okay, I know what the scene's about, and you're not doing anything crazy visually that I have to, like, keep track of any, you know, it's just like, oh, it's two people talking. I'll start to be like, what's that guy doing? like yeah and like sometimes these like you know extras who are just
2: hot dog dog?
1: well no it's not even that it's just like you watch the extras and you know they're just like they've been they have to stand there and pretend to eat a hot dog for like five hours Mm -hmm. so these two actors can be like i loved you and it's like well you didn't act like it and it's just like oh my god it's got to be mind numbing so then you watch them and they're like doing something crazy like they're just putting like Gallons of ketchup. I saw a guy just pull, like squeezing so much ketchup on a hot dog, and I was like, Yeah, it's because he knows at the end of this, like, you see, you know, shot, he's gonna throw it in a trash bag and start over with the next one. He doesn't have to eat that, that's terrible. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, and people like people just like that can't not look at the camera, yeah, just in the background, like staring directly at it, mm-hmm. and then they walk past, and I'm just like, You did a bad oh job. Oh <laughs>
0: my gosh, mm-hmm. that is always so funny. Doing. I wish I was that. I wish I was that. Like, I wish I could catch stuff like that. That's amazing. are great. Yeah.
3: Well, I don't have to if I watch
2: stuff.
0: With- right.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every well, once in a while, I just grab grab the remote and I'm like, "We're going back. You gotta see this guy." <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah.
3: Or I mean, even with like dance sequences where they're not actually they don't actually have music playing because it'll fuck up like the oh, yeah, yeah. sound. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. So everybody's like wildly off beat. Mm-hmm. Or or whatever the heck, they might even have somebody just doing like a clap beat, but then the song mm-hmm. they pipe in is completely different.
1: Yeah, yeah people are obviously <laughs> dancing to something and you're like, this is not right. There's a great one in, um, a great background actor thing in, uh, oh fuck, what movie? It's one of the Hulk Hogan movies, like maybe like Suburban Commando or something. I saw it when I was a kid, but um, he's... I believe either driving or riding a motorcycle down like the street, like kind of like three quarter towards the towards the camera. It's like you know, you can see the background behind him, and in the background, some dude just throws a dog into a river.
2: <laughs> what?
1: I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I. I, I
0: don't... <laughs> what?
1: I ju- there's just a guy and he just picks up a dog and throws it into the river they're like fishing or whatever it's like on this like little you know it's not like off a bridge or anything
2: Right. It's, right. so I'm
1: guessing the dog was just like hot or you know it's like it's his rambunctious dog and they just were driving down this road and they just caught this guy hurling his dog into the river for a quick bath or whatever but if you look at it it's just like did that man just kill that dog? did <laughs> that man just kill when I was, when that I was dog. watching as a kid I was like the fuck was that? yeah I was like Hogan stop him Hulkster get him
0: <laughs> Oh my gosh that's insane
1: It's just so weird
0: Yeah oh, So much fun Okay one last thing Um, I saw this poster I didn't watch the trailer for it But this poster for a movie called The Craven Which is oh, another oh gosh. Yes. Another DC property yep.
1: Nope, oh, Nope Marvel no. Spider-Man
0: Oh okay Spider-Man Okay, yeah. great. So all the little, like, <coughs> Spider-Man villains are getting their own spin-off movies. Okay.
1: Yeah. It's that split Um, Sony did, because Sony had Spider-Man for, like, years and years, and then they came to that, like, mutual agreement so that Spider-Man can appear in those Marvel movies now, the MCU, like, Avengers movies and oh, the MCU Spider-Mans. Yeah. So nice. part of the deal is, like, whenever Spider-Man appears in a movie... Um, they get part of the, you know, box office and part of the residuals or whatever the fuck, but they got Mm -hmm. to keep the rights to a bunch of Spider-Man's, like, villains that they had already bought, Mm -hmm. um, which is why they did the Venom movies and Uh they're doing Craven. From what I heard, they're building up to doing a Sinister Six movie, but that doesn't make any sense to me because, like, what are the Sinister Six going to do if you don't have Spider-Man, um but i i don't know I, I understand like
3: i guess they're figuring it's going to be their own suicide squad yeah i guess oh, yeah. but it's just I weird that's yeah
1: that's not yeah, yeah.
2: what that is
1: no it's so. and it's but it's fine and it could work okay. yeah. but my thing is craven i like craven cuz my name is hunter so and i read a lot of i read a lot of comic books as a kid so craven the hunter i was like oh, <coughs> we're related <we're> <laughs> so i always liked him um as a villain and his villain thing is basically he's just great at being a big game hunter and Uh. I I hate hunting I don't agree with it but he's like the best at it he's hunted and killed every animal nothing challenges him so he starts hunting men and he becomes like he's an enforcer for the Russian mob or something and whatever whatever but so while in New York trying to kill some dude for the mob I guess he runs afoul of Spider-Man and then he's like ooh this superhuman will yeah. be an apt challenge for me, Craven, the Hunter. spider and so. Plus
3: man. Right. That's what we call a twofer. So then he gets...
1: Okay. Yeah, so then he's like, oh, well, I have to hunt and kill Spider-Man. I want to put his head on my wall. That's what I want. And, um, you know, that's cool. That's a cool angle and everything. But it, when I heard they were making a movie, and it's uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, who I, I quite like. I love... I was it. like, uh, yeah, I was like, <clears throat> did, you see, did you see Bullet Train? Oh, Yeah. He's great in that. Yes, he's amazing. That movie's, yeah. that movie's underrated. It's a fun
0: time. Yeah. It is a,
1: it's not great or anything. It didn't didn't make me like question life. But right. I had a great time watching <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but um, yeah, he's great in that. He's really fun. And I was like, oh, I was like, that's good casting. That'll be a lot of fun. And then I saw the trailer, and instead of just being like, he could have just basically been like John Wick, where uh-huh. he's just like, he's just the best at what he does. But then they do a weird thing where like he gets injured on a lion hunting trip mm-hmm. and a drop of lion's blood falls into one of his wounds and I mm-hmm. guess awakens superpowers in him where now he can like sense what animals sense or something. And I was like, is that in the comics? I don't remember this. This seems crazy. Mm-hmm. Um. But like Aaron Taylor, Aaron, Aaron Taylor Johnson, I'm going to see it. I'm going to, you know. Right. right. Yes. It's very like, uh, it's very like tiger blood, bro. Uh yeah. Like, uh, which is, I was like, I don't need this. Just make him really good at hunting shit. That's yeah. great. John
3: Wick or, like, the Taken movies or whatever yeah. of just, like, extreme concentration. Right. Like, human ability.
1: Right. All those kung fu movies I grew up yeah. It's like they... You can also still break the reality. You can still break, mm-hmm. like, the laws of physics and shit. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, ah... They're just so good that they can do that. You know, like Crouching Tiger. Like, yes. none of them got bitten by a radioactive ninja or anything. Oh. They're just so good at what they do that they can like float and do amazing choreography and like and like run on water and Bounce climb on
2: bamboo. Right,
1: and like run across yes. the tops yes. of trees and yeah. like it's all fucking great and nobody questions it because it, you build your own reality. You don't have to be like, oh, a drop of a drop of magic blood fell into his open yeah. wound. It's like, oh yeah. come on.
0: Yeah, I like. I remember when I saw that part of the trailer. Um, cuz I like I didn't watch the whole thing. I kind of watched a few clips on TikTok and sure. I saw that part and I was like, "All right, girl. Let's be so real right now." Cuz this feels <laughs> like this feels like a movie for like the crowd that wears camo as like a fashion statement.
1: Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Right. So... And it's going to appeal to them more if it's just like he's like one of you he's just yeah. the best fucking hunter like that's so much more appealing i think right mm-hmm. like that's the luke skywalker narrative It's mm-hmm. like luke skywalker thought he was just a kid yeah, and it turned out he was great that? luke skywalker
3: with the midichlorians and shit but, but
1: no but, but there's no <laughs> but he doesn't know that okay. right. any that's the thing is like right. anybody could be you don't know yeah. you don't know how many midichlorians how many midichlorians do you have allison you don't know
2: yeah, never got that. <laughs>
1: exactly, that's my point. You okay. might be the next, you know, Skywalker legacy child yeah, or whatever. Well
3: maybe if we have nationalized health care, we can find all the Jedi, so...
1: right? Yeah. yeah, but then, <laughs> but then you gotta go to space and
3: stop,
0: please,
3: please continue. I'm
1: sorry, so <laughs> it's fine. Um, no, but like, yeah, I thought it was weird that then they took away the he's just like really good. And if you're great at hunting, you could be like Craven. Mm-hmm. I just, it was weird. And the the thing that made me hard out of the fucking trailer was um he shoots a guy with like a crossbow, and uh-huh. the guy flies back like fifteen feet into the wall, and I was just like, that's there's no way there's no crossbow that shoots that hard. That's mm. insane to me. Yeah. It just was like goofy, and I'm like, I don't I don't like this. This isn't fun.
3: Callista, right?
1: Callista.
3: I was trying to remember what the siege weapon was. That's like a big ass crossbow, but like
1: oh, like a multi man one, yeah. like a giant one.
2: Yeah.
1: Maybe Is maybe it that's what. I don't know. Okay. That sounds possible.
2: I'm gonna check
1: on that. <laughs> is that important?
3: I I like siege weaponry.
1: <laughs> I've known you for so long, and I had no idea that that was a thing.
3: Uh, with the Babadook, we talked about whether what he had was a trebuchet or a, true. A, a catapult.
1: That is true. We did talk a lot about trebuchets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But, yeah, I'm still, I'm still interested in the movie. I just don't get these. So, like, you know, when I was a, when I was a kid and... Ballista. They... Ballista, is okay. a
3: siege engine in the form of a crossbow.
1: Okay. Thank you. I was close. Thank you. <laughs> um, but, like, when I was a kid, when they were like, oh, we might start doing superhero movies, they tried to make them all make, quote-unquote, make sense in the real world. Mm -hmm. so that's why like Batman was a big hit because that was the one everybody could wrap their head around like oh he's just a guy who has a lot of money and he trains a lot and he has you know a bat fetish or whatever so everything's bat whatever Mm -hmm. but like we get that but the weirder things you had to like it was a lot more like jumping through hoops to try to get like your major audiences to buy it and now it seems like we've gone the other way where now we want it to be weird and superhero-y like not we but like you know, the people that make the decisions are like, oh, it has to be more comic booky. Uh-huh. It's like, he's literally from a comic book, but his thing is just that he's a great, like, athlete and, you know, hunter. He has great aim and, he, you know, whatever, whatever.
3: Yeah, if everybody's not space Jesus, what are we even doing
1: here? Right, so, yeah, and it's just like, oh, well, make it more comic booky. Make him get, like, b- blood in his blood that's super blood or something. I just, I don't, it's such a weird choice. It's overly complicated.
2: hmm
0: Yeah. I think that um, overall, this movie may not... I think this movie is just going to make a lot of money. Like, I think it's just going to make a lot of money. And I feel like they shouldn't release in October. This is a summer release. Like, Oh, yeah. This is definitely... Yeah, it's weird
1: uh, that it's October.
0: Yeah, I feel like it got pushed out a lot, maybe. And, like, they Maybe. maybe couldn't slate it for... October. or maybe they
1: have a gap in their october schedule
0: yeah i mean they're it, they're always down seasons when it comes to films because it's always yeah. like the uptick of movies around like november and then january and then like the summer but kind of like between you know february and then like april and then like back to school season they release all these films that like no one really wants to watch that much you know what I mean? Like I know yeah, there's yeah, a movie yeah. called The Creator coming out with John David Washington, which is like a movie that's supposed to be like a commentary on AI. But also, how many people are really going to watch that movie in theaters? You know,
3: it's
1: also got no uh, marketing.
0: Yeah, no, I haven't uh-huh.
2: even
1: heard of that. I kind of want to see it
2: because
1: mm-hmm. um, it's uh, oh boy, what's his name? G- uh, Gareth uh, Gareth Edwards. Um, he, he did that movie Monsters, which was like a cool found footage thing, um, 2000 and maybe 12, I might, that might be the wrong year, but he, uh, he did Rogue One. He was the like credited director on Star Wars Rogue One. Right. And I think he's a good director and he has like interesting, you know, ideas. He has visual flair without it being overly stylized. Mm -hmm. And this just seems like it it feels like I watched the trailer it feels like the um, sci-fi I used to read as a kid, like Heinlein mm-hmm. and, and Ray Bradbury and stuff, I don't really know. Like, It seems like it gives away a lot in the trailer, so I don't know yeah. what more will be in the movie or mm-hmm. wh- whatever, but I'm interested in it. But, um, yeah, it has no marketing, and it looks like it, you know, it looks good. It looks like it cost a pretty penny, so mm-hmm. it's weird that they're not pushing it at all.
0: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I think that... Um... Movies that reveal a lot in the trailer are... I don't like that, when the trailer gives away a lot of the plot. Because I prefer when the trailer is just meant to entice you and kind of draw you into the movie and get you interested in it. But when a trailer just, like, gives so much away as to, like, what's going on, then it makes me, like, less... it, It doesn't anticipate the release as much. Like, it just kind of, like okay, well, why am I even going to watch it now? Because you gave it to me in, like, two minutes.
1: Right. All they do is not show you the very end, mm-hmm. but they show you every twist and turn to the very end. And yeah. it's like, well, I don't care then. I'll just wait until somebody else sees it, and they'll mm-hmm. tell me what it is. Like, I yeah. already know most of the movie. That's true. Um, yeah, if you, you know, if you make a trailer that goes, lets, you, lets the audience know, like, this is about this thing, and that's it, and we don't, they, you don't get any more information, you're like, okay, I'm interested. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, if a movie, if all of, all a trailer does is not give away the twist ending, then I I think it's a bad movie. It's a weak movie. Mm-hmm. Still could be good. You could still like it, but it's like not going to be the best thing ever because yeah. you have to sell me by showing me everything but the twist. Mm-hmm. That's like, "Uh, eh, not that good.
0: You've given you've like shown your your hand." Yeah.
1: I don't
2: know.
1: Yeah. It's so. like, "Why would I watch this? Like you obviously don't have I don't know. That's why I always like when I find out that a director was like you know in charge of the you know marketing or the trailer or whatever it had some say in it because mm-hmm. um, i'm always like good then all right this is this is what i want
3: people that actually know a story
1: well they used yeah. to you know in yeah. the <laughs> 60s 70s and, and everything like they used to hire advertising firms that were like how do we make a good ad right like the kind of like you know like mad men type ad yeah, where it's yeah. like how do we make a, a single image or phrase or something that Hooks the imagination and makes people want to, you know, figure this thing out mm-hmm. and want to try this product, want to see this movie. And now they just hire people who are editors right. and they give them a bunch of footage and go, put this in a trailer, mm-hmm. and put down, put a slowed down pop song over it. And it's like, yeah, so looking
3: for coherence, but right. not necessarily
2: tantalizing,
1: or whatever. right, right, right. Like you're just putting everything that you've been given, like parts of everything, in this trailer. Mm-hmm. And like I you know again like i'm not I'm not one of those people that like pauses a trailer and and scrutinizes every detail and you know goes back and re-watches it ninety times, mm-hmm. watch a thing maybe twice, and uh, sometimes I'm still like, "Oh, I think that's from the final scene of the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know, I just have a sense that this shot is from the final scene of the movie. What did I just see? there was some it's like a romantic comedy, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like um." a girl kind of, like, shanghais a guy that she has a crush on to go on a vacation with her, like... And um, they get to Spain, and she's like, uh, you know, well, I didn't tell you about this... The whole thing with this trip is that I'm going to find my mom. Uh, her name is Maria, or whatever, and I... I tra- oh, and Maria...
0: Joyride.
1: Is that what it's called?
0: Yeah, Joyride.
1: Okay. And, yeah, so, like, but the end of the trailer... Showed this, like, like throughout the trailer, like, uh, they established, like, this cutesy little in-joke, and then the end of the trailer is a shot of um, the license plate on a van that has their cute little in-joke on the license plate. And I was like, well, that's got to be from the end of the movie, because that literally makes no sense for it to be anywhere else in the film.
0: Oh, wait, you're talking about a completely different movie. Oh, Oh, I'm so sorry. Joyride is about four Asian women that
1: go to Korea. There's there's probably multiple
0: movies called Joyride. I I
3: thought, I thought maybe I was thinking of a different thing because yeah, that was what I was also thinking of with that title, and I was like, oh, that looked good.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I don't remember what this was called, but it was like you know, I think it's based on a book, maybe a young adult book, and it's the two of them falling in love while she's looking, searching across Spain for her mother. And, um, but they have, they like fall and it's like, ah, my first kiss and whatever. And I was like, yeah, this looks fine. Whatever. But the end of the trailer is like this, like in joke license plate. And I was like, well, that has to be the end of the movie.
2: Yeah.
1: Because there's, there's no way they like are in Spain for so long. They get a custom license plate. Like that's that's not how vacations work. yeah That's true. That's true. (laughs) It's like, what? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah bad trailers. I don't know. <laughs> it's the it's the it's the rule now, not the exception. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, a good trailer is the exception.
2: Mhm.
1: Trying to think of the last like really truly like interesting trailer I saw and like yeah, most of them don't do it. Mm-hmm. And like I straight up don't watch trailers for a movie I already know I want to see.
0: Yeah, that's true. Cuz
1: cuz I'm just afraid they're going to give away something.
0: Yeah, I don't want to know anything about a movie if I'm I'm going to watch it like I just want to go in and just like see it and just like be surprised. Like for Across the Spider Verse, I didn't watch the trailer. I watched yeah, yeah. like the first clip that was released, but I didn't watch the trailer because I was like, I'm just gonna go in and watch this movie and it's gonna blow my mind. That's all I
1: need. Right. Yeah. I'm just like, no, no, no it's cool. I'm already gonna see it. You already have my money. You don't have yes. to pitch me.
0: Like I'm, I'm ready to go. You don't need, to, you don't need to sell me on this. Like I've been waiting. <laughs> Trust me, I've been waiting. Yeah. All right. I'm ready. All right, I'll be getting...
1: I, I can't wait. It's still sold out in in Philly. Uh, so like, <laughs> my I, my my friend has been trying to see it. I think for like two weeks.
0: Oh my god. And
1: uh, and like the only only screenings he can get are like daytime when we're at work. Yeah. And I was mm-hmm. like, I told him the other day. I was like, if you just want to bounce and go see the movie, I'll. It's fine. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll be fine here for a few hours.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. 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 I totally get it. Um, okay. So we have. Run the Gamut with Can't Wait to Watch. So we're going to jump into the body of this podcast. Uh, sure. We're going to be talking about some movies that we love that other people do not like as much. And to be honest, I want to start with Crimson Peak because okay. it's a movie that, like, a lot of my um, other, like, you know, movie fanatic friends have recommended to me. And I haven't gotten the chance to watch it yet. So I'd love to hear you talk about it a little bit, Allison. Yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, so, I mean... The reason I picked it was that, you know, so it's, it's Guillermo Toro, um, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, I forget who all the fuck is actually in it. Um.
1: Charlie Hunnam.
3: Yeah, it's Charlie Hunnam, who we knew from, um, Sons of Anarchy. hmm And, uh. And uh, Pacific Rim. And Pacific Rim, Right, yes. right. Um. Uh, uh, and Tom and, Hiddleston, uh, right? Tom Hiddleston, yes, yeah. who, I mean, pick a thing, but I guess most notably
0: recently, <laughs> Loki. Of course. Um,
3: And, uh... Isn't Jessica yeah.
0: Chastain in this movie?
3: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> she is. <laughs> um, and, and kills it. But, so... Wait, isn't the girl from um Alice in Wonderland also in this movie? Um
1: yes yeah. that's who yeah, she is w-
3: yeah
1: wakowska
0: yeah
3: yeah what's yeah um i was trying to
1: remember what her last name is and I'm, i yeah, kept going wakowski no. wachowski i'm like no it's <laughs> the matrix no, i was like yeah. no yeah. right um
3: yeah so i mean like my my dumb little story with this is that uh you know Hunter and i watched it i think in theaters yes we saw
1: it in theaters and i'll go see any guillermo yep. del toro yeah. movie in theaters yeah
3: absolutely yeah. um I thought it was great,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and then uh, I think maybe like a couple years later or something, Super Yaki put out a, a shirt uh, saying Crimson Peak was good that Hunter got me for Christmas, and I opened it and looked at it and I went, "Wait, people didn't think Crimson Peak was good?" Oh, yeah, I know. And I was like, "Oh no!" And he's like, "Yeah, uh, I." Uh... Yeah, so
1: Super Yaki ruined oh. Christmas.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, no, yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't realize people had a bad, uh, experience with that. Um, I think it might've been one of those situations where people were expecting something different from it than it was actually,
1: I think to stay on topic, I think it was the trailer.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's very, um, like moody.
1: It's a gothic romance. It's
3: it's a gothic romance. It's very like Edgar Allan Poe Mm -hmm. or like
1: Wuthering Heights.
3: Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm like it's it's this like victorian ghost story kind yeah. of thing
1: or uh shirley jackson uh yeah. yeah
3: yeah 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 and so like i found it absolutely enchanting um and it's it's also one of those things that pays a lot of attention to the, the visuals so has you know very strong like it's it's almost like um like Tim Burton esque I guess except without all of his little like flourishes of like little curly cues and stuff but all it's right. like these these big concept um things
0: okay, okay. that are
3: are like like what you know, like <laughs> the fact that Crimson Peak is a house on a hill that actually turns red when the snow thaws because the clay on the hill is red mm. yeah so it's this very like intense Sort of, you know, like almost totemic image. It's
1: in uh, New yeah. England, right?
3: Uh... Is that where? Maybe, yeah. Because I think the whole thing is that he's American and is looking for investors in England.
1: Right? Okay, I th- that that sounds familiar. It's been a few years since we yeah, watched it, but I did
3: not rewatch it. <laughs> I should have, but uh, we we were catching up on your your films um, <laughs> this week. So, but yeah. Um, the, the but yeah, it's very snowy. Yes. Oh, okay. um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, the costuming is beautiful, mm-hmm. the, yeah, like locations and, and everything are well, beautiful.
1: Oh, yeah. And the house yeah. is like yeah. uh, falling apart, yes. Mm-hmm. So, a thing that always is constantly happening is uh, leaves are falling throughout the house yeah. through like the center oh. room,
2: yeah. right? Okay,
1: and yeah. um, you know, it, it, it kind of like breaks yes. reality.
3: Edwards, yeah, it's,
1: yeah, it's
2: it's.
1: For me. I've, I've sure. Some of, um, but yeah, like, yeah. weather is coming in and outside yes. elements, uh, nature is coming into the house from outside, even though uh, the, del Toro and, like, one of the special features things on the DVD is, like, it doesn't really make sense when you, like, explore the rest of the house and right. we show you like right. there are rooms up here so he's like so where are the leaves coming from he's like when you see the house there are no trees that could be dropping leaves into the house exactly. he's like but it's magical like magical realism right. and it's great atmosphere right. and, and I, I love that yep. Personally. Yep. Mm-hmm. yeah personally
3: yeah yeah so I guess I don't want to say too much about the plot of it then but I felt that it had... Well, know, it's a ghost story. It is a ghost story. Um, and, and it's a love story. And that is definitely also, like, the the ghostiness is pretty creepy. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's handled very yeah. much like you said, like, gothic fiction, yes. where the ghosts are present, and it's not like, yes. it's not like oh, we don't see them. Right. You see them, but they're just they're not... Also, it's not Beetlejuice.
3: They're also not even really the emphasis. It is like Beetlejuice in that, like, really the threat is not the ghosts themselves, but is... Are are bad acting humans. Sure. In it. Sure. So, well, I mean, Beale just has a little bit of here, and it's I'm nitpicking. Point is, like, (laughs) you know. So yeah, I and and I also felt that like we really fleshed out a lot of our characters. Um, I -hmm. thought that, you know. Everybody's motivations were pretty well understood. Um, I didn't think anybody was particularly weak. Even for like it being a Victorian, you know, drama kind of thing. You're do, not...
1: do you want to? Do you not want to say how the film ends? I don't
3: know. I wasn't going. To... I was going to dance around it. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: just okay. I just okay. think like that's one of my favorite okay. like selling okay. points.
3: Okay. Okay. Okay.
1: So, it has very strong female characters.
3: Yes, it does. It ends in a and what? a lady on knife fight. Oh. Which is, Awesome. It's great. It's really good. It's very tense.
1: In the snow.
3: Oh.
1: <laughs> it's, okay. It's, yes. It's yeah. it's so fucking good. Yeah, it is. And like, <laughs> is. you know, Del Toro doesn't do like elaborate like fight scenes no. or anything traditionally, and no. this is like one of his more elaborate and it's great.
3: Yeah. I mean, again, it's a, there's a bit of like cat and mouse to start that and so you're really on edge. It's so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know.
1: Yeah, it just it wasn't a big box office, you know, success.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Right.
1: And a lot of people expected it to be a different kind of Guillermo del Toro movie. They thought they knew what they were getting. Yeah. And they got a very different paced story, a very you know, with very different focus. Right.
3: Because it's, it's not really as whimsical as Pan's Labyrinth. It's also not as, like, much of a nod to, like, historical... Um, events. You know, events, yeah. Yeah. So... And I don't know if he'd started working on the Strain when that came out, but like the Strain, I think, is scarier. That was his like series that
1: vampire series. Vampire. It's not vampire it's vampires. Okay, the vampire. Yeah, yeah
3: <laughs> did. Um, But I think it's
1: vampire the way Dracula is vampire But
3: like, uh, I, th- I thought the Strain was pretty scary. Mm-hmm. And this is. Strain is good. More creepy than scary. Yes. Yeah, it's guess. it's yeah. that gothic thing of yeah. like
1: it's spooky. Yeah. It's gen- genuinely, like, spooky. It's unsettling and creepy without being, like, viscerally scary and right. intense mm-hmm. the way, yeah, the way other stuff is. Right. So, yeah.
0: yeah. I, I don't know what people didn't like about this. I thought everything was <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I don't know what you have to complain about. This is amazing. Like, this is everything, right. you know? It right. is. Every it's, sheet, it's,
1: right. it's, it's, and everybody that I've recommended it to, um, personally, that have seen it have been like, yeah, yeah that movie's great. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. like, yes. I, you know, it just, it got... Not even bad word of mouth, just right. lukewarm.
3: Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, there is a bit of casual incest, but also, like... Victorian. This is a, this is a post-Game right. of Thrones world, so I thought mm. we were cool with that. Well, that... Yeah. Was that post-Game of Thrones? Uh, so this came out in 2014. I don't remember when Game of Thrones...
0: It was, like, 2012 for Game of Thrones. Okay. okay. Um,
3: and then so,
1: all right, like... then, societally, we, sure. we had already accepted sure. incest as a... <laughs>
0: I mean, I also think Crimson Peak
3: treats it as more distasteful than the Game of Thrones. Yeah, Game of Thrones is desirable. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Game of Thrones, they're like, look how strong their bloodline is. Mm. That's what we want, right, right, people? (laughs) You know. Oh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So. Game
1: of Thrones, you naughty little imp. Was
3: my pick is crimson peak if you haven't seen it you should check it out and if you have seen it and didn't like it you should maybe give it another shot and try to think about what you've done wrong here
0: <laughs> think about why you don't like it what's wrong right. with you huh why don't you have taste hmm.
1: yeah we don't always agree on films but on this one we strongly agree mm-hmm. yeah. i recommend this to anybody that i think you yeah. know anybody that likes like Horror movies, you know, any of that stuff is spooky. Like anything, anything Octobery. Mm-hmm. I'm always like, oh, have you seen yeah. this? You should check it out.
0: Awesome, awesome. Well, I definitely have to go watch it because I know it's on Netflix. Um, I, I feel like I need to make time to watch it. I think it's gonna be an interesting um, watch. I'm not usually one for. Uh, period dramas like a lot of my friends love Pride and Prejudice they love every movie that Keira Knightley is in you know like it <laughs> oh, yeah. It, yeah. It, it took me a minute to like really get into like Bridgerton which is not ex- I feel like that's like a pop period drama you know what I mean like yes. mainstream so, and like I really tried to like get into a little bit I recently watched Queen Charlotte and I liked that one so I feel mm-hmm. like period pieces um i can try to get into i have been getting in a lot getting into like horror movies like a lot a lot a lot a lot Mm -hmm. so i think gothic horror might be a new genre for me to dive into and i think this will be the perfect thing for me to like enter into that world
1: have you watched any of the um the haunting of hill house or the haunting of? oh uh...
0: love that love yeah, it those are
1: those yeah. are both like yeah. the same style it's that got the par like yeah. those are both based on like shirley jackson and, yeah. and uh, so like yeah um it's yeah
0: feel
3: i mean it's not as scary as haunting of hill house not
1: no, as scary
0: that not no, as no. heartbreaking not as devastating not no, as terrifying <laughs> not as soul no. crushing of
2: not no as like, like life-destroying like right 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 <laughs> like ha-
3: a little lighter than that yeah <laughs> like no. yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's it's not as any of those things right. as haunting mm-hmm, right. it also... but yes
3: no that is an appropriate yeah yeah
0: comparison yeah. there
3: yeah yeah but that, it's
1: a similar vibe and okay. the tone and everything oh it, yeah, yeah. the thing
0: is like i already I love guillermo del toro yeah. i already love him so much and mike flanagan oh. i feel like it is his life's mission yeah. to destroy us with his yeah. words and his like yeah. art so wow. I think I could take cruise Peak* peek over like the Haunted of Hill House any day. So
1: I'm I'm very excited. Um, Apparently, Mike Flanagan is once again uh, at the helm for adapting the Gunslinger uh, series of books from Stephen King,
2: which he like is? A-
1: yeah. apparently that is that's what I, I heard uh, recently.
2: Back on the bus.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know if he'll if he'll or be like, runaround. yeah. I don't know if he'll be, like, showrunner or whatever. I think it's probably too soon to tell. But yeah. um, apparently he was... Uh, the thing I just read recently was he's, like... Uh, who who has the rights to it now? Is it Amazon? Oh, I, think,
0: I do not recall.
3: I
1: think it was Amazon or somebody was, like, talking to him about about his adaptation. He he'd wanted oh. to do it for a while.
0: You know what? I do know that Mike Flanagan has a miniseries coming out. Um, for The Fall of the House of Usher yes, with Raul oh, Coley, which I'm very, very excited cool. yeah. for. And I do know he yeah, also it's has basically a deal the with...
1: haunting. It's yeah. basically the haunting of The Fall of the House of Usher. Like, it's mm-hmm. the secret haunting third season that they mm-hmm. didn't get, <laughs> which mm-hmm. I'm very excited for, yeah.
0: I do know he has a deal with Amazon. Like, mm-hmm. I think that deal kind of spurred after they canceled The Midnight Club, which I'm not surprised by because I don't think that many people like The Midnight Club, in comparison to his other shows. Because, like, he had um, Midnight Mass, which I really liked, yeah. but it's a yeah. kind of different vibe from The Haunting totally. of Hill House, but it's still good. And then Midnight Club, I feel like it's different because it's, like, it's dying children. And I didn't and watch it, I'm not going to lie, but, like, it's different, you know?
1: And it's it's for, I, I think it was aimed at a slightly younger audience, too, right? Like yeah. It was supposed to be, like, more young adult. Like, it was supposed to be, like, a Goosebumps book as opposed to a Stephen King book. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what I kind of was my impression of it. Um, I do like, though, that after that was, you know, canceled and there was no chance it was going to get revived, he did, like, a big old blog post where he was like, hey, a lot of you people, you know, like, really, you know, really invested in the characters and the story arcs, so here's Mm -hmm. everything we had planned. And he just laid out, like, this guy was secretly a ghost all along, and these Mm -hmm. two were going to fall in love, and this guy was a vampire from space or whatever. I don't remember. Mm -hmm. But, like, I I love that he was just like, Here's all the tricks I was gonna pull. Like, yeah. I know it'll help you have closure,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: I respect that. I think that's great. Or he's like, yeah, they're not gonna, they're not gonna let me do it." So here you go.
0: <laughs> like, here are all the tricks in my little bag. Yeah. Go ahead, take a peek.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like him. I, I, I really like Mike Flanagan. He did a, a movie called Hush, which is like almost always streamable on Netflix. Like mm-hmm. every time I look, it's on there. So if you have not seen that, I recommend it. Um, I
3: like that one a lot.
1: Yeah, it's. <laughs> Um, it's a deaf woman. Uh, it's a home invasion movie where the main character is a deaf woman. Mm. So, you know, there like, she can't hear if he's breaking in. Like mm. that, there's an ad that added element is like so tense and so interesting and so important. Um, that movie's great.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I'll have to go check that out then. I, I think it is on my watch list. So cool. I'll just circle back to it. All right. But, um, was there anything else that you wanted to mention in regards to Crimson Peak? i I feel
3: pretty satisfied with you know not not giving so much away but also talking about the things i really enjoyed about it yeah (laughs) i I think it was a good trailer
1: (laughs) i don't remember the trailer for it that's interesting i'll have Uh, to look for it
3: i i do think that they put more emphasis on the the hauntingness of it and i think yeah i feel
1: like that was probably they were were leaning on it's guillermo del toro he does monsters here's like a couple of shots of ghosts and people yeah. are like, oh, it's going to be so crazy. And yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, have to, I'll have to look for the trailer because now I'm curious.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So let's jump into the room because <laughs> <Okay>. I do <laughs> want to talk sure. about that movie a bit. Yeah.
1: Um, no, it was released in 2003. Mm. Uh. I don't know. It was, you know, it's the passion project of Tommy Wiseau mm-hmm. written and directed. Uh, And starring. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. It's. it's, If you have, if anybody hasn't seen the room, you gotta see the room. Mm -hmm. You may not like it, and that's fair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I I genuinely, unironically, really love it.
2: Yeah. It
1: it is like, the definition of outsider art because like he's tried to like, like reposition himself and say, like, no, 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 it was a joke. Like, you don't get it? Like, it's like, no, but, like, you can tell watching it that it's not a comedy. Yeah. You you know, he thought he was making, like, a big, like, capital M message movie. Like, it was a movie about something. It was a movie that was gonna move people. It was gonna... And it also has this weird feeling to me of, like, being overly, um, uh, like, focus-grouped. Mm. Where I don't think it was, but I think like he looked at some selection of movies, maybe it was Oscar winners or maybe it was, you know, box office or or something. And he was like, what do people like in movies? Like, what is the, what are the unifying threads? And he tried to put literally every one of them in this movie. Uh-huh. And it's, it's a bonkers choice. You know, like, I mean, famously there is a, I, and there's, there's no spoiling the room because the this experience of watching it is unlike you literally know everything that happens and it's not going (laughs) to prepare you for watching it.
2: Right. Right.
1: But there's a a famous like scene is, you know, uh, uh, what is her name? Lisa. Lisa. Yes. Lisa Lisa is talking to her mother and Lisa's complaining about Johnny, which is Tommy Wiseau and their relationship, which is kind of falling apart and whatever. It's a, you know, relationship drama thing, I guess. And the mother just randomly goes, I talked to the doctor I definitely have cancer.
3: She goes, "Oh mom, don't, don't worry. worry
1: about it." And oh then it never my comes gosh. up again. Because I'm sure he either read or overheard or figured out on his own that like a lot of movies that people respect that win Oscars are movies about illness, about somebody who is dying, and that that like it's like oh, he's like, "Oh, I would put cancer in my movie." Kind no. of a little bit in one scene for 2 seconds, and it's like the craziest choice. But yeah. it's not a joke. <laughs> like, he meant it. He directed those actors to mean it. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, it's not like a, like a Tim and Eric thing where it's like, no, no, play it straight, but it's dumb as hell.
2: <laughs> it's like, no,
1: it's like, no, y- he means it. Um, Every choice in the movie is crazy. Like I've watched it—I don't know—14, 15, 20 times. Yeah, you wow. saw a bunch
2: without
3: me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whoa. <laughs> oh yeah. I think I've only watched it about four times. Oh yes, okay. it's—I
1: don't—I try not to subject other people to it. If, uh-huh. if you've already seen it and you didn't like, l- you know, laugh uproariously the whole time like I do, um, like I don't—I'm not like we're watching it again. But sometimes I'm like I'll just throw it on because mm-hmm. <laughs> I—I yeah. I do I really like it. It's outsider art. It is like. It's made by somebody who is on a their own entire wavelength. Um, mm-hmm. You know, occasionally you encounter this in like classic art or music or something like like like, um, oh uh, like like, what's his name? Fuck.
3: Well, I was gonna say like how David Lynch appears to have well, his own like, language and agenda yeah. and also has absolutely no need to explain any of that to anybody else.
1: Sure, <laughs> but also I think David Lynch has, like, a vision Yeah! Uh-huh. But I don't think Tommy Wiseau does. <laughs> yeah, well, That's what I mean by outsider art, is it's somebody yeah. who's like, yes. I can make a movie, and the fact that he did yes. is, like, inspirational. Sure. Like, people that watch, like, um, um Jaws or Close Encounters, like Spielberg, uh-huh. and they're like that's what I want to be. It's like, that's great but you should then immediately after that watch the room and go but I can do it cuz this motherfucker did this like he did it.
2: Mm.
1: He made some really crazy choices too like the 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 roof of that uh you know the rooftop scenes are green screened for no reason. Mm. I assume I assumed it was like oh it was cheaper or whatever and Greg Sestero who's like the co-star who wrote uh, you know his tell all book that was uh-huh. right which was adapted by uh, um, What's his name? Uh, Seth
0: Rogen and Jim, James Franco.
1: Franco. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was adapted by them. And like that, like that book explains that he's like, no, like it wasn't like, Oh, we had no other choice, but to green screen it. He was like, the green screen will be better than just filming the city, yes. which is insane. Yeah. <laughs> it's the craziest choice. But like, he was really going for it. He was, you know, making these choices, uh, on his own entire, me- like series of metrics um Henry Darger, that's who I was trying to think of he was uh he was a janitor uh in New York, I think who uh like passed away quietly, no big deal, you know whatever. and when they um he lived alone, no family okay when they went to uh empty his apartment they found like books and books and stacks of artwork and writing where he had built this like fantasy world in his mind, this like elaborate fantasy world mm-hmm. where there's like Fairies, and there's good fairies and bad fairies, or whatever. And there's like children from the real world go, and it's like a portal fiction thing that he, mm-hmm. but it was just like thousands of pages with no agenda, just like of drawings and things. And like they, he, you know, somebody found it, somebody with, you know, vision and taste, and was like, you can't throw this away. This is like art. And like, uh, they, there's exhibitions of Darger's work that they tour the country. There was a, they might still have it at the, uh, our museum in philadelphia but they've, they've shown them around the, the world like it's it's insane like it's just like unbelievable and the room is like that <laughs> i i swear to god like i i watch it and i'm just like it is crazy and it is nonsense and it's not good it's not a good film like you don't watch it again like it, mm-hmm. it doesn't move you it doesn't you know there's like it doesn't uh, on any of the metrics i think it's trying to where you know the movie is about like love and loss and like the end of the movie is, you know is is him teaching everyone a lesson which is like a, a, any anybody who's ever been like well I'll fake my own death and that'll teach them like anybody's ever thought that which is a thought I have had by the way oh, <laughs> long after. right i don't know if that's normal or not <laughs> to think about know.
0: faking your own death
1: like to teach everyone else a lesson like then they'll miss me like i don't know if that's like a thing other people what? think i def- i definitely thought that in grade school where i was like Everybody doesn't like me. Well, I'll pretend I got, I'll, I'll fake a news story where I got hit by a car and that'll teach them. Then they'll all miss me. And then I was like, no, that's insane. What are you talking about? Yeah. Um, yeah, kind of. but that's, that's, that yeah.
2: Voice saying Philadelphia episode.
1: That's true. <laughs> but like, that's a thing. And, and like watching the yeah. room, like that's how it ends is like, you know, at this big party that he's throwing for himself, his girlfriend is like, no, I don't love you. I love your best friend.
0: Mark. Oh, yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. That and was... then he kills, and he, he takes a gun that was like just kind of tangentially oh around gosh. and he kills himself. And yeah. it's supposed to be like, and then literally they come in and they go, Oh no, what have we done? Now yes. that he's dead, we miss him and we see the folly of our ways.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: And like, I don't know if that actually happened to Tommy Wiseau maybe he did have a a, you know a a girlfriend who left him for somebody he considered a a good friend and he's drawing on his own experience or he just thought that was like a good emotional anchor but it is totally crazy and incredibly juvenile
0: yeah that's Uh. a weird ending to have for a movie because like this whole movie has been like I feel like when I first watched the movie I just took it as a joke like everything's joke everything's jokey joke everything's a funny thing and then like you have such a stark contrast where the ending is like wait a minute what
1: and literally everybody in every scene is just talking about how good and cool and fun and nice and how much they like mm. johnny mm. like everybody's like oh johnny you're my best customer like the, the lady at the, the flower <laughs> store is like you're my yes. best customer and That's he's so like random. okay goodbye hello doggy and then he walks out like it's totally nuts yeah it's 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 but like everybody loves him and yet it's, so that like just drives home like how could this horrible woman cheat on me and then he kills himself and everybody goes like no what have we all done yeah. all of us together but it's like it's incredibly juvenile and incredibly like ter- but but watching the movie I'm like he really like he went for it he accomplished it mm-hmm. and like you watch so many movies that are intentionally bad Mm. And it's like, you can't fake the funk when it comes to making a bad movie. Yeah, that's like,
2: true.
1: You know, like, you can tell every scene of this movie is him trying to get this movie made.
2: Mm-hmm. But then,
1: you you know, I bailed out of uh, the Velocipaster about ten minutes in because... Oh,
2: my yeah. God. <laughs> the,
1: Because they're, like, winking at the audience, being like, look how little we give a shit. And it's like, that's not cool, or punk rock, or yeah. whatever you think it is. That actually sucks real hard. Yeah.
2: This guy
1: tried really hard to make the best movie he could conceive of and it happened to be this insane thing it's
3: like how we used to watch public access yeah where Mm -hmm. maybe you don't have enough money or talent but you're still doing it and you're
1: doing it earnestly yes and that like it's it's the difference between like you know Uh, like a band that can barely play that is really trying to get their message across and a band that is like super talented and just kind of half-assed their way through something where you're like well, mm." like I'd rather listen to the band that the
2: first one gets you the Ramones
1: right exactly it's like oh I'd rather listen to this like this band that's barely putting a song together Uh but they really mean every fucking thing rather than these guys over here who are like farting on a snare drum or whatever and I'm supposed to Mm -hmm. like give a shit it's like (sighs) yeah and like i so i like i genuinely really unironically like the room it's i think it's like you know, yes, it's crazy, yes, it's not good mm-hmm. um f- from most most standards
2: yeah, most metrics.
1: right, but i think like a as an inspirational thing, it's like the biggest hang in there cat poster that's ever existed because it's like this guy not only made a movie which people have made movies and you've never you've never heard of them and they disappeared but this guy made a movie that is this crazy and like
3: people still want to watch it
1: yeah and he's Mm -hmm. gotten a career from it because people are like yeah sure like it's it's not gonna cost that much to work with you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I've seen I've seen your you know your end result like that can't be that expensive. Yeah, let's make another movie. He's made like three movies. Mm-hmm. He had like a YouTube series where he reviewed video games. Like he's spun it out into a whole career. He tours. Didn't
3: bad Shark come out this year, or is coming out, or whatever. Uh, what's bad? Uh, shark? Is that what it's
1: called? It's his it's the his his new movie. Film. Tell me why so. Yeah. What is it called? Bad Shark. It's called something Shark. It's bad Shark. Okay. Yeah, and it looks exactly that. It looks bad and it has a shark, so it's truth in advertising. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I just like... I watch it and I'm, I'm legitimately enthralled every time I watch it. Like, I... I, I it draws me in because I'm trying to figure out every choice. Mm-hmm. Like, there's literally a scene where he, whoever it is, I don't remember if it's Johnny or if it's Lisa or whoever, but somebody calls the pizza place and they make a very specific pizza order that nobody made. Like, it's not like they go half pepperoni, half onions or something where it's like, oh, those are normal-ish toppings. It's like, uh, I want half green onions and anchovies and half white pizza with snails or whatever. It's like very specific. Mm -hmm. And I forget what it exactly is. And then the pizza shows up in the same fucking scene and it's just a plain pizza. And it's just like, why did you do this very specific pizza order if you knew you were just getting a plain pizza for this shot? Right, like, right. I was like, I, I just like, I can't figure it out. But it's fascinating to me. And I spend more time like thinking about and pondering the room than like almost anything. It's I literally ponder the room and then like the best films of cinema where it's like, oh, they're full of like, Symbolism and meaning and layers, and I'm like, ah, oh, yes, The Godfather, and also The Room. These are the two things what? that keep me up at night. Like, <laughs> what? Because I'm just like, ah, oh, the the layers of. I, I swear to God, I I, I unironically like it. I,
2: wow.
1: A lot oh. of people like it ironically. I
2: have mm-hmm. the pizza.
1: Order. Oh, what is the pizza order? The
2: pizza order
3: is half pesto and artichoke, half pineapple and Canadian bacon. What?
1: So specific and so unusual, and then it shows up and it's a plain pizza. No one would eat
0: yeah. that pizza. That's not real. <laughs>
1: Oh, pesto and artichoke? That's great. That's probably a good pizza, though.
0: Mm-hmm. That's so strange. Watching The Room reminded me of um, Fatal Findings. You know that movie?
1: Uh, oh, I yes. Movie? I haven't seen it, but um, what's the, guy, what's Neil the guy's Breen. name? Neil Breen. Neil yes. Breen, yes. I know Neil Breen on, like, Reputation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a total, like, lunatic. Yes. Uh, who and thinks then Bird like, God's gift to cinema. Was it?
0: Birdemic, Bird, Bird Kielsen yes. made. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I have seen Birdemic. Yeah. That's another one where I think he thought he was really like saying something with mm-hmm. Birdemic. Mm-hmm. And then I think he's leaned into like, well, I, mean, I think that's it's.
3: what everybody does is it's like, oh, you like this. Well, let's do this more. And then people are like, oh, yeah. now you lost it.
1: I think uh-huh. it's different with Tommy Wiseau. I think Tommy Wiseau wants your like personal acceptance more than Neil Breen does. Okay. Neil yeah. Breen goes. Neil Breen goes like I make this shit and you people lap it up, so I'll just keep fucking doing it. I'll double down. And I'll be more Neil Breen than you can handle. <laughs> Whereas Tommy Wiseau is doing the like, Oh, yeah, you didn't get it was a joke. It's funny, right? Uh everything is ironic. Mm-hmm. Also oh, I, yeah,
3: he kept using black comedy inappropriately. Yes, he kept yes. saying it was he kept saying it was black <laughs> comedy and it's
1: like it's not. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it, it's 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 not at all. Um,
3: no, it's it's it reminds me of Degrassi and
1: well, the melodrama, the melodrama, you and
3: I had very different reactions to Degrassi.
1: I love Degrassi. I love melodrama. I, that's why I like the, the, the Brian um, Fuller like shows, you know, like they're just, he, he piles on, you know, so much like melodrama and, and and it's, it's so messy. That's the, that's the word everybody uses now. It's so messy. And I love that. It's so fun. And like, yeah, That's what Degrassi was like. Oh, we have like eight main characters.
3: Yeah, somebody's dealing with a teen pregnancy while somebody else is dealing with teen alcoholism while somebody else's mom got arrested for prostitution. And right, I like, yeah, I, I can't all the do same
1: all this episode. In one episode. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
3: no, that's too much. And yeah. it like
1: stretches over a couple of episodes, and uh-huh. like this, the yeah. storyline peters out, but then it gets replaced by this and just like keeps going. It just, and I was like,
0: piling it was, on, like,
1: so it never ends.
3: For teens. Yes, uh-huh. it was. It's that's also not my my wheelhouse. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no. I love I love Degrassi and mm-hmm. but but yes. Um
0: I actually didn't watch Degrassi. I watched The Secret Life of an American Teenager, which I feel like okay. is the closest thing to that.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've heard of that. I have not seen it. My
0: mm-hmm. roommates
3: had also gotten really into Skins, which is like Oh, British
0: I love Degrassi. Skins. Yeah. Loved it. Skins was
1: good. I watched mm-hmm. about like half a season of that, a few episodes, and I was like, "Oh, I dig this." But it was just, I was, I think I was in a band at the time and I had no mm-hmm. free time. So, um,
0: I actually like Skins because the people who are on the show actually wrote for the show. And I feel like it's one of the better, oh, that is um, cool. it's, it's one of the better teen dramas because it's written by younger people and yeah, it's just it so more authentic voice, then. Yeah, yeah, and it's nice. so raw. Like, I feel like it's euphoria before euphoria. Like, it's so oh, sure, yeah,
2: yeah, okay, yeah, I yes. could see
0: that. I love it, okay. Was there anything else you wanted to add about the room? Because I actually, like, did go back. And I realized that when I watched it, I took notes on it. And I kept oh. taking the most random notes. Like, there was what, one what?
1: scene.
0: <laughs> There's one scene he's with um the guy, his friend, I think Mark. 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 And they're, like, talking in a coffee shop. And he asked him about, like, oh, how's your day at work? He's like, oh, we took out a new client. We made a lot of the money. And he was, like, asking about the client. And he's like, no, I can't. I can't tell you about the, the client. And he was like, anyways, how's your sex life? And I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, what?
1: Right.
3: It's like how bros talk to each other. Well, that's the yeah. other
1: thing is, like, his whole deal is, <laughs> you know, Tommy Wiseau, who I can't. No, I don't I don't know anybody that does a good impression of Tommy Wiseau. He's like mm-hmm. a singular individual. He has this very specific accent, this very specific look, this very specific like form. And but like look up interviews with him and then understand that he says he is from Kansas.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's where he's like he's like, I am from Kansas. And it's like there's no way. Yeah. There's no way you are from Kansas. Mm-hmm. I actually my theory was that the room what, he was trying to make the worst thing possible so that it would lose money like the producers, like the plot yeah. of the producers. Um, and then it backfired and it became this cult hit and now he was screwed and he was on the run from like the Danish mafia or whatever, wherever he's what? from. I have no idea. That's my theory. I can't prove it, but I think it might be true. <laughs> okay.
3: I also like conspiracy theories. I do. A... But
1: the fun ones, not the crazy not, right. the, not the crazy ones. Right, right. But no. Um. Yeah, he's just like, he's such a weird individual. There's like, no record of him before a certain time yeah. um yeah he just seems like he's on like he seems like he witnessed a crime in another country and they you know did like witness protection and they sent him to la to be like a bus boy and he's like now nah, i'm gonna make make myself a star <laughs> i just like he's it's so
3: the core concept.
1: he's so fascinating and like yes i just love that he's like i'm from kansas and it's like I don't know if that's true. Mm-hmm. Cuz like Superman is from Kansas. The reason Superman is from Kansas is because when or the
3: his alien pod crash landed. When the creators yeah. of
1: Superman were like, what is the most like across the board like America? What says America? And they're like Kansas, the breadbasket of the country. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. And now I want I ever since I realized that, I was like Superman and Tommy Wiseau are theoretically from the same place. All I want is a Superman movie with Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> I want him to play Superman for, like, five minutes.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: I just want him to be like, like, hello, Lois, I'm here to save you.
0: <laughs> yeah. That would up, be an... up
1: and away.
0: It, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be an interesting plot. You're tearing mm-hmm. me apart, Lois.
3: You're tearing me apart, oh, Lois.
1: Oh, God. You're tearing me apart with lasers. It'd <laughs> be great.
2: Oh, boy.
1: But no, uh, if you haven't seen the room, I really recommend it. Hmm. You may not like it, but it's an experience. Like, settle in, settle in, mm-hmm. have yourself an evening.
0: I feel like it would. I, if you haven't watched the room, you actually should watch it. It's definitely, it's it's something that when you watch it for the first time, man, watching it a second time will not be the same. I'll tell you that no.
1: right now. No, no, I I like it's it's like what I've never I've never done heroin. <laughs> But from what I understand is, you know, the, you're chasing the dragon, and that's what I've been doing every time I watch the room. I'm like maybe this time will be as good as the first time. Hmm.
3: <laughs> you have to do what I do when I really like Sherlock Holmes, like the the books and stuff, hmm. and I specifically wait at least five years between rereads of the the short stories and stuff, so that I forget how some of them end.
1: Sure, I would also kind of like to see uh, Tommy Wiseau play Sherlock Holmes.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, pick a thing.
1: Is Sherlock Holmes public domain?
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah. then Tommy Wiseau should absolutely make a Sherlock Holmes movie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That would be fascinating. All
2: right.
0: I don't think we should give him any more ideas. I feel like. (laughs) I think. Yeah,
1: I think he's good. Yeah. He's got plenty. Yeah. But Tommy, I I will. I will work on this project. Call me. Tommy,
2: Mm.
0: can you hear me? Tommy, can you hear me? If he actually does like reach out to you through this podcast, I will like I will actually be surprised I will I will be genuinely surprised mm.
1: I, I know I know a couple of people in the comic book uh, industry um, mm. and oh, yeah. one of uh, one of my friends worked on a, a graphic novel and one of the things that he would just play in the background over and over while he was like drawing all night was the room. He would just play it on repeat. Uh, just because it was, like, weird and interesting and kept him, like, interested without needing his focus so he could draw all night. And so he is thanked. uh, Tommy Wiseau is thanked in the, like, you know, the the index of the back where it's like, oh, special thanks to, you know, the artist would like to thank whatever. Uh So Tommy Wiseau and this acquaintance of mine were at the same Comic-Con wherever. And he saw him walking around. He went up to him and he's like, hey, he's like, Tommy, I'm a big fan of the room. I I just want to show you, like, I, you know... I, would, I drew this book, like, while basically just watching, like, The Room and Ghostbusters or whatever, like, over and over and over, like, you know, and he's like, I just wanted to, I, I put a thank you to you because, like, the, the movie helped me, like, you know, get through, like, this whole project. And Tommy Wiseau was like, oh, yeah, I never read this part. And he was what? like... He's like, it literally just came out. You've never read any of it, Tommy. It's fine. It's fine. No, thank you, though. Okay, you take wow. the book. That's for you. you okay. But, like, he's just, like, he's not... I like to say he's not from here by which mm-hmm. i mean earth <laughs> like he's not from here <laughs> he's on yeah. a totally different wavelength i think he's fascinating um and like but he also he's in he does like tours the country when people show the room he shows up signs autographs shake hands answers questions like and the whole time he's also making like other weird crazy movies like the shark thing and. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's fat. He made a movie called The House That Dripped Blood on Alex.
2: Oh what?
3: yeah, it's, I haven't seen that, but we have it talked was, about it. It was
1: like direct to some website or something. Yeah. Like it was like a, an online exclusive. It's called The House That Dripped Blood on Alex. I still have yet to see it, but I, mm-hmm. I think it's. He was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> House that Dripped Blood. Alex got it.
0: Interesting. <laughs>
1: Interesting. Yeah, he's a fascinating dude.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll add that to my watch list, of course. Sounds like a fun... Yeah, sure. <laughs> Sounds like fun! Okay. Yeah, I <laughs> mean,
1: you definitely have to be in a special mood to watch a Wiseau mm. film.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. A very special mood, yeah. <laughs> like if more. there's a
1: gas leak in your apartment?
0: Yeah. Or... <laughs> <laughs> if it's a gas leak, yep. Or a different type of gas. Hello. Mm-hmm. Anyways. <laughs> I feel like I've learned a lot more about Timey Wiseau than I knew. Or, like, ever... Oh, <laughs> was yeah. looking to know. And yeah, I was you know
1: I was fascinated. I read everything about him that I could after mm-hmm. that movie. I was like, I, I have to understand it.
3: And I also read some. True. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, we had, I think I read The Disaster Artist before you. Yes, you did. Yeah. And then, yeah, we
0: saw that movie. Yeah.
3: And stuff, mm-hmm. and, yeah.
1: It's a good book, too.
0: Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, well, I'm going to put that in the little memory bank and <laughs> come back to that later. Um, I feel like both of your, the, both of the things you guys talked about were like super interesting. <coughs> <clears throat> and now we get onto the one that I'm into because it's a little bit of trash. It is kind of like Tumblr trash. I feel like this movie okay. is. <laughs> um, so we're going to talk about Venom as yeah. in Venom, the first movie and the second one. And I remember when the first movie came out in 2018 and I honestly wasn't really looking to watch it, but I had like one day I had like, I don't remember what exactly it was, but like I had a day off or something and I had some extra money and I had some time. And I was like, I am going to go watch this movie in theaters because like, why not? You know what I mean? Sure. And for some reason, when I was listening to Spotify um, on my workout playlist, it like kept going. Like when Spotify gets to the end of a playlist, It'll play suggested songs if you don't put it on repeat. Sure. And then, Venom, the song that Emin- Eminem the did Eminem, for the yeah.
1: song of movie. Venom. Yeah, it's great. There are no words to that song.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah.
1: I was just like, Do like it... we watched it, and yeah. at the you know, we had the subtitles on, and I watched it, like watched the lyrics for that, like appear on the screen. I was like it's like literally amazing that there are actual lyrics to the songs. I've listened to it a bunch. And anytime I'm just like, I think he says something about denim. I have no idea. Yeah. Well, it's
2: like huh. you remember,
3: um, in the, the like late nineties, early two thousands where you could buy ringtones and they had that frog on a motorcycle thing. Mm.
1: Yes. He kind of does that. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: I'm not going to, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm impressed. Mm-hmm. I'm impressed by Eminem, but when I listen to the song, it's just him going, Venom, rem rem Venom, 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 Venom. And I'm like, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is some way to a sound. Um, I feel like that song kind of made me want to watch the movie more. And I went and saw it in theaters and I don't know what happened, but I found mm. some kind of weird kinship to this movie. Like I could recognize that it was bad, but I didn't care because I love Eddie so much and the thing is, like, I love Tom Hardy. I think he's a really great actor. Like, ever yeah, since Tom same. Hardy did the, like, reveal the most random piece of information that, like, <laughs> he has had sex with other men before because he's an actor. Like, of course you've done that. I was just yes. kind of like, oh. Okay, Peaky I, Blinders. Let's see I what you're about. That. Yeah. Oh, that was news to me.
3: Really? <laughs> yeah. Really? Uh, that Listen. passed me by somehow. That's
0: really funny. Listen. <gasps> yeah. Him and Daniel Craig he, he, and Andrew Garfield, he, he, like
1: oh, he just straight up was like, "Yeah, man, I'm an actor." <laughs> like, yeah, that's basically what he said. And I was like, "Boy, I love that for you. That's great." Mm-hmm. He's
0: like, "I mean, like, I, I, I mean, He's another
1: I, fascinating guy. I,
0: yeah, he is incredibly f- interesting. Yeah, um, Tom Hardy is. Um, but watching Venom, I, I feel like this is the first time I've, I've seen Ed, um, Tom Hardy in a character who is, who I don't take seriously. Like, I don't take any proc seriously. Then, no, like, it's so weird. Yeah. It's so like, much it's... fun it's like
1: it's Tom Hardy
3: slapsticky in the first one. It gets more slapsticky in the sequel. Oh, but yeah,
1: also, yeah, yeah. but also Eddie's like a, he's like a sad sack. Yeah. He is. Like he's, he's like a, he's like a lovable loser, but it's like, yeah. it's Tom Hardy. He's like in great, like usually sad sacks are played like historically. Yeah,
2: guys. Right. But we'll uh. like
1: guys that look like fucking Woody Allen or whatever, which yeah. is like, ah, oh, can't catch a break. Mm-hmm. Oh, darn. Mm-hmm. But he's like, incredibly like in good shape he's really handsome he has like a cool job as a reporter but he's Mm. kind of like yeah he's kind of a a (laughs) dumbass and it's like yeah it's such a fun performance and then he goes like he goes so crazy in that movie
0: Mm, failed reporter he has an ex-fiance and then he um he you know he is bonded to an alien symbiote named venom And the entire scene where that happens at the Life Corporation, it's, it's hilarious to me because I'm like screaming, like, how do you get thrown out of a window and you survive? And like the whole time he's just like, I also love, love, love that this movie is not taking itself seriously. Because if you were, if this movie was made by, like, somebody else, another team of people, it would be, like, this whole thing of, like, Eddie being, like, who am I? I'm a monster. I'm killing people. Like, it's just so terrible. And, like, straight <laughs> up, like, weird. <laughs> like, they're, like, a old married couple that yeah. they have. Yeah. Yes. They just keep fighting with each other, like, at every step of the way. And I love it.
1: Yeah, so it's, it's Eddie, a lot of Eddie walking around and trying not to talk out loud in yes. front of people.
0: Yes, <laughs> try trying not to look insane. And then, it's like... good.
1: It's a good, like, it's a good performance. Like, yeah. it really is. Now, okay, I do have a question. So since you have seen this movie and you like this movie, have you seen Um, yeah. uh, I Think You Should Leave?
0: I Think You Should Leave? Oh, yeah, uh, the Tim Robin- uh, yeah, yeah, Tim yeah. Robinson,
1: like, yeah, comedy series. How different a movie do you think this would be if Tim Robinson played Eddie?
0: Wow. I don't.
1: I don't know that it would be that different.
0: <laughs> I feel like it would almost fit better with Tim Robinson <laughs> because it would make more. Like, honestly, I feel yeah, like yeah.
1: Because the scene look, where he climbs into the lobster tank, I was like, "This yes. is," and I think you should leave, Skit. Yeah, he's like shows up on her date and he's just like, he's like, "Hey, I have to tell you something," but. I'm sick. I have a fever. It doesn't matter. Yes. That's not important. Yes. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, just like grabbing food off people's plates and spitting yes. it out. And he climbs into a lobster tank and bites a lobster. I was like, yeah, this is, I think you should leave. Like Allison said, like lobsters are the original sloppy steaks.
0: Mm-hmm. I think I've only seen one season of, I think I should leave, but I do like understand your reference. Cause it's so weird. Like the first uh, Venom movie, he's just like, Eddie is in a hoodie, and he's sweating, and he's just running around New York, and he's just, like, trying to figure out, like, what he needs to do, and I'm just like, man, this had to be so hard to film. Like, imagine just being sweaty the entire time you're filming, and it's, like, a hoodie. Yeah. It's just, like, it's just you, you know, and you're just, like, toughing it out.
2: Yeah.
1: And they're telling you, like, yeah, yeah, we're gonna add, like, you know, like, a big CG head uh, yeah, doing yeah. this thing or whatever. <laughs>
3: Maybe
0: if you're yeah. lucky, they
3: have a tennis ball
1: and a stick for
0: you to emote for. <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> right. And Tom
1: Hardy just has to be like, right, right, I got it. Sweaty, uh, uncomfortable, uh-huh. crazy.
0: So someone's sucking in my head. Okay, yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah. I get it, I get it. Yeah.
1: He is, though. He is a good actor, man. Yeah.
0: He's a phenomenal actor. And I actually remember watching a video. You know those videos that are on YouTube of directors breaking down a scene? Of sure. Like yeah. Fight scene. I love that video where the director breaks out the fight scene in Eddie's apartment, and all the oh. guys are like going to fight him, and and yeah. Venom is just like throwing him around, like his body <laughs> around, and like destroying his apartment. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good, and the choreography is so amazing, but it's also so funny. Like, I just can't stop laughing. Oh,
1: what is that? <clears throat> What is that? What's that movie?
3: All right. Well, you can think about that. Yeah. My my other points
0: that I know cuz we watched the
1: Upgrade. The... It's Upgrade. Oh, okay. Have you seen Upgrade?
0: Um, it sounds familiar.
1: It's from like 2018-ish maybe. Um uh it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like a modern RoboCop where, like, a guy has an AI um, implanted into his body. He's, he's paralyzed in an accident, and this AI takes over, uh, and it's designed, quote-unquote, designed to, like, let him walk and move around again, but um, he uses it to get revenge on the corporation and blah, 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 blah. But so it's like a super-duper fighting machine, so he doesn't actually know how to fight, but the machine takes over and does all these things and like the eddie getting thrown around his apartment scene is kind of like that there's a couple of fight scenes in upgrade that are physically like that where it's just like you don't know that your arm is going to do this and you don't know you're going to do a backflip and you know and um boy who is the i could forget the actor i gotta look this up um
3: that's actually kind of a funny thing to reference because this part part of the thing that was so weird to me about the tone and venom is that he's biting the heads off of people but Mm -hmm. we don't really show it and people don't freak out enough about it
0: yeah
1: yeah that's true so
3: like it's very neutered whereas Upgrade is extremely fucking bloody (laughs) yeah
1: Upgrade is very intense um it's Logan Marshall Green plays the main character and he does a great job physically of selling that like I don't know I'm gonna do a backflip I don't know Mm -hmm. that I'm gonna like do a split and punch this guy and like Mm -hmm. and uh yeah the fight scenes in that are like incredible really fun really inventive Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, yeah, so some of the that Eddie fight scene reminded me of that.
0: Mm-hmm. Got it. I also love that um, Jenny Slate just so happens to be in the movie.
3: Yes,
0: yes, oh, yes. Oh, like super her. casual. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, even it, though she's in the movie for a long time, she's great. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I love Jenny Slate. It
3: was almost like seeing uh, Charlie Day in Pacific Rim for me, except that she plays this much more straight.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Charlie Day is, like, speaking of sweaty, like, Charlie Day in Pacific Rim oh, is, like, one of the gosh. sweatiest. He's like, like, he's just, like, <laughs> always about to freak out. Uh-huh.
2: He's, like,
1: drenched in sweat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, it's something. Yeah, I love Jenny Slate. Her, her in, uh, yeah. in, in Venom is great. Yep. Yeah. And, like, yeah, you're, like you said, the movie doesn't take itself seriously.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, you know, like, because the movie knows, like, there's... There's no way the most logical thing is to sneak a reporter into your, you know, top secret bunker or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like the the thing that's got to be way easier is sneaking out evidence or files or whatever, and you know, giving it to a reporter to build a story. But instead, she's like, "No, no, it's fine. Just come in. <laughs> Just come in. Walk around." And he's taking photos with the with the flash sound still on his phone.
2: Oh my god!
1: This fucking like this this ace reporter. Is like, like oh yeah I still have I still have the the shutter sound on my phone so yeah
0: so- also you work at that place you have to know they have cameras
1: like right. you
0: have it's, to know their security no
1: yeah the movie is just like listen we don't I don't give a shit we got to get venom in this movie as fast as possible we need to get to where there's venom right and, and they do and like it's it's fun and it's like the I feel like a lot of the cast play it pretty straight mm-hmm. um. Uh, 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 Michelle Williams' um, fiance oh, guy, I forget so his good. name. He um, plays it kind of like big, yeah. which is fun. <laughs> and Riz Ahmed also plays it big.
0: Oh my gosh, Riz Ahmed being in this movie, I feel like that was another draw for me because I love yeah. him.
1: He's such yes. a good actor. Um, yeah. yeah, and it's and he does it. He does this really well. He yeah, he's like scenery chewing, and he's like, yeah, he's like always monologuing. Like everything is like super sinister. Yeah. So I think, <clears throat> I think him the fiance and uh, and Tom Hardy all are like perfectly calibrated exactly how big to play Mm -hmm. those roles. And everybody else, which is a smart choice, plays it pretty straight. Jenny Mm -hmm. Slate plays it straight. Michelle Williams plays it straight. Like she's in a drama. Everybody else is in this crazy fucking like movie. She's in a drama about like, Trying to figure out which who she really loves, like that's yeah. what she's doing.
0: Yeah, she's like, I'm and worried about my ex boyfriend. Like when he climbs into the lobster tank, it's like, oh, he's having a <laughs> mental breakdown. He said that we yeah. broke up. It's like, no, girl, <laughs>
1: it's something <Right>. completely different. <laughs> and the fiance is like, don't call the cops. He's a patient of mine. He's having an episode. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's like, so good.
0: Yes, yeah, exactly. That it's like, uh, oh, no, he's okay. It's like it's all right. And I actually do love it, like watching Venom. When, like, they're doing all the stunts. And then, like, you see them switch from Venom to Tom Hardy. And Tom Hardy's like, oh, my God. God, help me. It's like, I'm sore. My body. (laughs) He's like, help. Right.
1: He's (laughs) like, like,
0: what the fuck just happened? What is going on? (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's like, I didn't ask for this.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And then at the end of that movie, you get Woody Harrelson in maybe the craziest wig I've ever seen. (laughs) Oh, my
0: yes. god
1: they give him a 100 better haircut remod they are like they're like hey if we're making the sequel he cannot have that wig that wig was atrocious mm-hmm. <laughs> a little yeah. orphan annie wig
0: <laughs> they just slapped it on him and he was they're like yeah. okay so you know just like do the end credits and then da-da-da-da-da.
1: he's like the fourth build person he shows up for two seconds at the end he's like yeah, that's right, let there be carnage. And I was like, we get it.
2: Right. <laughs> There's going to be
1: a sequel, I understand, yeah. that's great. But mm-hmm. what is going on with your wig, my man? Mm-hmm. I've seen you, Woody. This is not your hair. Are you okay? Yeah. I know Chris is hard, but it can't
0: be that hard. It's like... Yeah,
1: like, you got you got to be getting those Cheers residuals checks. Those got to be doing pretty good. <laughs> not residuals. Surely you got a few dollars from the them going to adapt uh, White Men Can't Jump into a new thing, right? Oh, like, that's... God
0: i actually love the scene when um he's being like chased like when the first bad guy the bald guy finds him and the, like venom comes and he like morphs into like venom like nine feet tall and fully yes. bites his head off i was like oh yes let's yeah, go it's, <laughs> it's it's
1: so good i feel like the motorcycle stuff is good too oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. oh that so,
3: like whole chase scene is uh-huh. like well, I think also I was afraid from watching the trailers that it was going to be a lot of, like, CG puppetry.
2: Hmm. And so
3: the fact that the first movie especially has so many practical effects, it looks really good and holds up well.
1: It does. Mm. Yeah, they they hold off on doing, like, heavy CG stuff till the end, which yeah. is, to be honest, that's, like, when I checked out. Like, the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, I was with this, and then, like, when it's just two really similar-looking... CGI nonsense claymation monsters, you know, like, fighting each other. I was like, oh, I kind of checked out. They're fighting on a rocket. I get it. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. But I didn't super pay attention. Um, but everything up to that point, I was, like, really with. And then, you know. And the sequel, at the very least, you know, Carnage looks different. Yeah. Like, it's a different yes. color. You can tell it apart easier. Um, which is like, yeah, that's great. That's all I need. Like, it's it's the Power Rangers rule. Mm-hmm. It's like... If you're not going to make, you know, these things be, like, distinct personalities and whatever, like, super super distinct, then at least make them look different. Yeah,
0: color code. Right. Mm. And I do want to say, like, She-Venom in the first movie
2: yes.
1: looked
0: a lot hotter <laughs> than the second. Like, yes. I feel like in the first, we were just kind of like, oh, we're really, we're kind of doing it, and I feel like they saw all the, like monster, you know, fetish stuff online, and, like, okay, we can lean into it a little bit, but not that much, guys. Like, let's... Right. We might need to bring it down a bit, you know? Yeah, we're definitely less pronounced in the sequel.
3: Yeah, yes. if, there's,
1: if there's anything I know about... <laughs> if there's anything I know about people that, like, design monsters and stuff, like, there was definitely a conversation about, like... So how anatomically correct do you want this monster to be?
2: Mm.
1: And it was like, uh, what do you mean? Because uh, definitely an executive has no idea how to answer that question. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't... What do you mean? And it's like, do we want nipples? Do we want areola? Do we want labia? Like, I can do all of it. I'm just designing the thing. I can I can put in whatever you want. And they were like, I don't... I don't know. Like, like a seven? <laughs> like a one to ten? Like a seven? They're like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Like, really... Mm-hmm pronounced breasts and then mm. in, the, in the sequel they were like let's dial the breast down to like a four Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. let's
1: not make it super sexual
2: mm-hmm.
3: i mean same thing when you're doing dudes where it's like okay do you want oh, yeah. Ken's smooth pelvis or do you want dr manhattan or somewhere in the exactly that, dr
1: manhattan that is perfectly <laughs> that is the scale yeah it is ken or Alan Rickman in Dogma, mm. it's the smooth crotch, yes. or yes. or it yeah. Doctor Manhattan's blue penis? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah it's like wh-
1: where on the scale? I can't
3: believe I didn't think of Dogma. I guess because Barbie well, coming out, so I got Ken dolls on the brain.
1: Well, also in Dogma, they reference Ken. Yeah, he yeah. straight up says yeah. like, I, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean that's what you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's it's so much weirder. <laughs> Just speaking of monster genitals for a mm-hmm. second, if I may. Um, I think well, it's so, get invited back. I, I know, <laughs> I have to say all the crazy things now cause we won't be invited back. Um, but like, it's so weird to me when you watch a movie with like a CG monster and it has like a bulge, but like it's naked. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? How is that? How does it both things?
2: Yeah. How does it have a
1: bulge as though it is wearing like jockey shorts, mm-hmm. but it is nude. And it's like a werewolf or something. And you're just mm-hmm. like, but then why does it, What? Why? And I just every time I'm like Maybe it, it's
3: like that scene in Shape of Water where she opens her hands up and then pokes a Oh yes.
1: my gosh. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Maybe.
3: The convertible.
1: Right. It's a it's a werewolf, <laughs> the so the convertible. Ugh. You're gonna put the top down. Oh <laughs> That's horrible. Oh No, it's fine. It's fine. I just never I th- I thought the convertible was like Foreskin or no Foreskin
0: mm. We now may we need to move past this conversation much.
1: Yes, we can move on
0: <laughs> Let's move on to Venom 2 um, yeah.
1: let, let there be carnage
0: Let there be carnage
1: Yeah, this episode is rated E for everyone
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not for everybody Not for everybody um, let's see, Venom Two. I felt like when I was watching Venom Two, I don't know, I low expected like Eddie to not be a failed uh not be a failed reporter anymore. I felt like he was gonna get his life back on track, but his life is still very much in shambles. It's,
1: it's like maybe like, worse.
0: Yeah. Except now like the FBI is on his ass because like they think that he has like an alien symbiote attached to him potentially. Right. And I feel like and then of course with Cletus Cassidy <laughs> I think Which is that, a great name. Yeah. Uh, Cletus, what an amazing game.
1: Cletus Cassidy.
0: Cletus. I think in the beginning, when they introduced um, Naomi Harris's character first, Shriek. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I felt like, I think that was like a little clunky. Because I was like, oh, okay, so we're starting with her. But then they introduced Cletus. And they're like, all right, so who's the villain yeah. in this movie? You know? But... Oh, it's,
1: it's all track laying. Like, yeah, they're yeah. just like you have to know all this stuff for later. It's important.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
1: It is. It is. It is clunky though. No, mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. Like, it's it's a little like it's called Let There Be Carnage. So you're you go in. It's a Venom movie already. So you're like, okay, Venom, and it's called Let There Be Carnage, and you're like, cool. So I know those are gonna be my two guys. Like, mm-hmm. I'm those are gonna be the people we focus on. And then you're starting with a third person who is not mentioned, who you did not even really know. I mean, like, I don't remember her from the advertising, really. And then I'm like, okay, cool. And I I, kind of know the character from the comics. um, That was like, you know, I was reading comics at the time, the Venom and all the planet of the symbiotes, and they, you know, spun off all these other symbiotes. And Mm -hmm. Shriek was definitely one of them. Um, But, like, they're playing fast and loose with, like, a lot of the lore and things where, you know, in this, she's like uh not a symbiote you know that's a whole like she's she's a mutant i guess but they don't say that cuz mm-hmm. of legal nonsense but like um but i was like okay cool like we're 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 laying a lot of track but it is it's a little weird it takes a minute to like get the ball rolling
3: maybe she got her blood mixed with that of a megaphone
1: yes yeah she was not injured a in the track a tragic uh, rock and roll accident. Oh my gosh. The blood yeah. of a megaphone. <laughs> uh, yeah, fell into her open wound and now she can... I don't... It's so weird. A studio
0: amp fell on her and now she feels a the power of rock in her veins.
1: Like She's... I think she's dead. Wait, no. No. She's... She's okay and oh she can sing.
3: I mean, from a right. Writing- <laughs> Though I thought all that stuff was working together pretty well, we established that you know sound was a like kryptonite yeah. for these things, but then also having that be a like dividing point between Cletus and Carnage, yeah, is like all like, yeah, check, 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 you know, yeah, have... no,
1: they use it effectively,
3: yeah.
1: Um, mm-hmm. it is a little weird, sure, just like, uh, yes, structurally, yeah. Yeah. like,
3: how'd you get like that? I got it, yeah.
1: Um yeah the second one is way i it feels looser to me. Yeah. It feels like like it's having like it's having more fun. I don't necessarily have more fun with it. I think it's about overall about as I liked it about as much as the first one like a even keel between both of them. But the second one feels like like, it's, yeah, it's playing around more in the space. Like, having Venom, like, Venom can make Eddie speed draw, but Venom mm. can also just draw with, I guess, its own, you know... Tendrils. Symbiote, symbiote tendrils. Yeah. yeah. And, like, it's just like, oh, it's just, like, being fun and doing, like, whatever. And then, for some reason, they make Venom a gay icon, which... Yeah. It doesn't... I just was like, where did this come from? It came from I Tumblr. Don't... Sure, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It
0: fully came from Tumblr, because the thing is, is that, like... Um, Venom and Eddie have such a, like, symbiotic relationship in the movie, and just in general, and I feel like with a lot of the interviews that, like, Tom Hardy did, and, like, some that I think the director also had as well, people kind of joked at it and hinted at it, but it's mainly because online, there is a huge monster fetish community and i'm not using the other word because i feel like it's a little too graphic but i saw venom like blow up on tumblr to the point where like it was almost it was almost like um you guys remember biden winning the election around the same time destiel became canon like that was a (laughs) canon event on tumblr and then after that is the venom movie so like that part like that event on tumblr was so big that it entered mainstream news on twitter so venom being a huge thing on tumblr also entered into like other fetish communities that existed on the internet and i'm sure that like sony zeitgeist yeah yeah into the zeitgeist and i'm i'm sure that zone sony kind of like their little, you know, researchers online saw it and they were like, oh, okay. And they kind of just like lent to it. You know, they just kind of like leaned into it a little bit because it's, sure. it's, it's not meant to like make fun of it or it's not meant to like parody it really, but it's kind of meant to be like, okay, we see it, we acknowledge it and let's have fun with it. Like let's have Little Sims, who is a UK rapper, who has a song Venom, rap at a gay club and <laughs> Venom goes there with a bunch of like glow all stick. the glow sticks all the yes. biggest gl-
1: he's like nine feet tall those yes. glow sticks have to be so big they're like hula yes. hoops
0: yes they are huge and he <laughs> is fully just like you know i accept myself eddie was holding me back and everyone's like yeah, yeah. yes queen we get yes, it. yes exactly and like yes
1: it's like i love and you he...
0: like, i love you human citizen you and know then he
1: does a mic drop <laughs> <laughs>
0: Like a full mic drop and I remember watching the movie and hearing the song Venom and I was like, I love this song and he feels yeah. like he's being called and I'm like, Ooh. And was looking at him like, um okay. It's like
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know how to but follow like, that. This
1: this alien monster that literally eats heads is like, Why can't we all just get along?
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love everybody.
1: Let's all hug
0: <laughs> It's like what? <laughs> it's like bro, you're gonna crush me if I hug you. Like what are you talking about?
1: somebody that was on e <laughs> sure maybe <laughs> mm. he's yeah he's on he's he's inhabiting somebody that's on e but okay logistic logistical of... question how come it's not way too loud in there for venom they're God. in like a stone viaduct yeah. where there's like a you know live music rap show going on it but it's so loud in there
0: it, the thing is it's different because like in venom like in 2018 movie there is the neighbor who's playing his, his guitar like, ridiculously yeah. loud. But then, in, like, a club, it's, like, it's Like, it's loud, but it's a manageable loud. Where it's kind of, like, packed in. So you can, like, hear the beat, but it's not at a point where it's, like, so loud, it's, like, astronomically, like, I cannot even think kind of loud. You know? Not fair. Yeah. And I don't think it was that loud in the club. Like, she was rapping, but, like, you could still hear her over the music. So it's not meant to be, like, too loud. Sure.
1: Yeah. I just know I've been to like some weird basement shows and things where I'm like, oh, it's so goddamn loud. And you walk outside and your ears are ringing and I was just like, that has to be too loud for Venom. Mm-hmm. But that's fair.
0: Yeah. And I think that the whole um, Venom and Tom Hardy like relationship is a lot of fun. Like I like that they kind of lean into a little bit more of them like kind of going back and forth. I do think that the CGI was cleaned up a little bit in this movie, which you know it had yeah. to be cuz they had two monsters now <laughs> so it's like yeah, yeah. listen one is fine but two is like we got to we got to clean it up you know we got to fix some things yeah
3: yeah i also noticed in the sequel you're sort of like the the 2018 venom has more what i'm going to call like horror movie language in terms of the visuals hmm.
1: like, oh yeah
3: you have more, like, like that whole sequence where he's uh, fighting all those, like, SWAT guys uh, in the lobby. With oh, the yeah,
0: that was fun. Very,
3: like, that was cool. Straight up, like, you know, like an alien
0: movie or something yeah. like that.
3: And we don't do that as much in the sequel. The sequel's a lot more straight up, like, it's an adventure slash superhero, like, action film.
2: Uh-huh. And
3: doesn't have nearly as much of, like these more, like, horrific elements that the first movie was kind of playing with.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's not That's until fair.
0: Carnage yeah. is, is introduced that, like, you get the kind of horror movie element back into the film. But yeah. this second one does lean more into, like, the comedy and, of course, like, the mm-hmm. domestic life of, like, Eddie and Venom. Yeah, they have chickens.
1: Sonny <laughs> yeah. and Cher. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I liked all that stuff. So li- the thing I enjoyed the most... I mean, I love... I like Woody Harrelson as a as a performer. I think he's really entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, and getting him, getting to see him like play a character like this, where he could kind of go as big as he wants, um, that's that's always fun. Like mm-hmm. just being like, oh yeah, just run around. Like here you go, just go nuts. Um, but the thing that I liked the most was like the Eddie Venom stuff. I could have watched that for two hours. Like just Eddie trying to have a normal. A normal life and a normal week, and no, not even any uh, super villains or you know, whatever, but just yeah, trying to maintain a job and not uh, piss off the neighbors and not get caught by the FBI. Also, the FBI are like on his tail or whatever, but there's nobody watching his place because if Mm. they watch his place for any amount of time. Right, like they would just see, like he's constantly there's a constantly a Venom c- climbing out of his like skin and mm. talking to him and like chewing on a giant tire that he has hanging in his living room. Right, and it's just like, so you can't pay anybody to sit across the street. You're the FBI. Come on.
0: Yeah, you can't see Venom fully destroying his motorcycle across the
1: street, like in the alley. Yeah. Yeah. Just, like, screaming at like ten o'clock at night.
0: <laughs> like you don't see like some weird symbiote crawling out of a window and like taking inhabiting and, and like. A homeless man? Like, no one saw that?
3: Even even normal business hours, he's making breakfast terribly.
1: Yes. Oh, yes.
3: The whole fire. Oh, yes. yes.
1: (laughs) And Uh also, uh, Allison pointed this out. So, Venom can, like, do that, like, illustration with his tendrils, like, Mm
2: -hmm. recreate
1: that perfect seascape, you know, Mm -hmm. perfect map of where the bodies are. But then he tries to squeeze ketchup and he just crushes the ketchup thing.
2: Mm hmm. It's yeah. like he
1: has the most delicate, fine like control. Except like he's like a, he's like it's ketchup, Eddie. Fuck it, and he just like crushes it, and sprays it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right, right. Um, I do want to say that I was actually a little bit excited that Naomi Harris is in the movie because I do love her as an actress. But of course, she's she's in the movie, but she's not really like in the movie that much.
1: You know, no, she's 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 yeah, underserved. She's yes. third tier at best. Uh-huh. Like.
3: She's motivation for Woody Harrelson's character, and then also is like, you know, they, a, a thing that they're weak against.
1: They try so to give her identified. like more than that by having her and the police detective have like a vendetta, mm-hmm. where he's like, oh, "I shot her, and I thought I killed her, and she deafened me in one ear, and like, but, but that doesn't really ever come to anything."
2: No. They
3: don't yeah. have, like,
0: a reckoning.
1: No, so they set it up, but they don't pay it off, and it's just kind of like, eh. So, yeah, she's she's very underserved.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel like they try to give her background, but it's through Carnage, because yeah. he did the whole, like, letter to Eddie, like, the postcard. Yeah. And, like, you can kind of see the drawing that's, like, detailing his childhood, which I kind of liked when I was watching the movie. I was like, oh, okay, that's, like, an interesting way to, like, illustrate the story yeah. and like, give you exposition. Like, I thought that was cool, but she uh. is just kind of... She doesn't even say that much in the movie no. to be honest. No, no, not really.
3: Well, so... they
0: also
3: specifically pipe her through a, a machine because she's too dangerous to let talk and stuff. Okay, yeah, 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 for yeah, part yeah. of it, yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. No, uh, she's just she's just there as like she's
0: just, yeah, she's just kind of there.
1: She's the foil for yeah for Cletus. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. I feel like Cletus Cassidy and Carnage. Um, I don't know. I think, like, I kind of find them scary Uh, in the prison scene. The prison scene, I feel like, was really interesting. Just seeing, like, the different things that he could do in compared to what Venom could do, you know, from, like, the yeah. first movie to the second movie. And then them being in the chapel and Venom fully being like, uh, <laughs> we gotta go, <laughs> okay? Yeah. I'm not doing this. Like, sorry. Like, we're gonna die. Like, this is it. Yeah, this he's
1: like, he's a, he's a whatever, you know.
0: He's a red one.
1: Yeah. Okay, yeah so how does that work i don't know because he came from venom
0: yeah yes but i think it's probably like i don't know if it's based off like cassidy or something i feel like that maybe yeah. really has to do a little bit more with like comic book lore i was like why is this one scarier than the other yeah. one yeah. you know
1: yeah i think that was if i remember that was the explanation in the comics was like Cleus cassidy was like a serial killer like a really violent, like serial killer. So, oh, of course, yeah, like yeah. the thing that binds with his mind is more warped than the one that you know was bound to Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock was just motivated by like basically revenge against Peter Parker and Spider Man mm-hmm. in the comics. So, it just became like the thing that it thought would be best to beat Spider Man. But yeah, then, so uh, then
3: maybe it's not about the things that it. Could, well, the movies are it, the movies so are different. As the things that it would do.
1: I guess. You know? Yeah.
3: Being bound to like somebody who is psychotic.
1: Yeah, I guess. I, it's just it, it. But for him to be like, oh, it's a red one. Red ones are. Yeah. yeah. Are it's like oh, is that I like you know maybe like yeah. maybe that's the color that you turn when you bond with like a psychopath. Yeah. Like serial murderer or something where it's like oh yeah that's what happens. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. I'm not a symbiote. Yeah. But it was interesting because he treats it like, oh, it's a different like species or, you know, different branch of the species. But it's like he, it came from him. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's just weird. And it's, I didn't think about it. So you just said that. And yeah.
3: then, yeah, we lean into it with like being like, oh, father.
1: Yes. He oh, calls yeah, him yeah, father. yeah. yeah.
0: Mm, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I do think that like um, Carnage probably is more connected to Cassidy's like psychotic nature. And maybe that's why he's red. But also, you notice, like, in the movie, Carnage refers to himself as, like, I. Like, he's a single person. And then Venom refers to, like, him and yeah. Eddie. He's like, we. Like, we, we are yeah. one being. Like, we are the lethal protector. Like, we need to be go out fighting the streets. Like, the whole fight they had in the bathroom. <laughs> and the woman's on yeah. her phone. And she's like, um, what's going on here? Like,
1: <laughs> what's happening? Jesus. She's like, is who? She's like, who or what is this man talking to? <laughs>
0: it's like, this is the strangest fight I've ever heard in my life. <laughs>
1: like,
0: okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, overall, I don't know if I like the second movie more than the first one. I think like the first one was such an interesting experience to me. Because I think Venom was the first movie I watched where like, I can recognize this is bad and I don't care. Because sure. I love it. Like, I, it was the first movie I watched where, like, this is a terrible movie, but it's my movie. Like, this is my movie. Like, this is it for me. And I don't know how that happened. I think it's just because, like, my brain is, like, I was just, like, so um, attached to, like, Marvel and, like, DC movies. I've, like, I've always loved X-Men growing up. And oh, also yeah. I was like, I don't care if you guys think X-Men is bad. I like it. And Venom was, like, the first superhero movie that came out that i saw that everyone else did not like and it was i think it was the first superhero movie that i saw that came out like recently that was just bad like it's just like this is just <laughs> terrible you know and i was totally just like no it's good you just don't understand the vision you don't see the genius yeah you know? it just
1: scratched scratched an itch for you <laughs> i i find that all the time where i'm like oh yeah. i don't like this isn't great for me, I think more often it's like TV series where I'm like, this isn't anything great, but it scratches a particular itch where I will keep watching it, mm. you know?
0: Yeah, I've well, usually when I watch things that I don't like, I just stop watching it. I don't even yeah. like finish it. I'm like, I'm done. I'm not giving this my time. I can move on. I'll find something else. But it was so weird to find something that I knew was bad. And yeah, I was still just like, I need to see how this ends because... Yeah,
1: I, I get that. <laughs> I mean, like that's the smart way is to be uh-huh. like no 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 this is not doing it i'm bailing right now i'm pulling the ripcord and i'm out
0: yeah
1: um i have a i i i don't know there's i don't know if it's a masochistic thing in me or what but i'm just like i'm like boy i hate this i will give it one more episode like i do mm-hmm. that all the time where i'm like
2: we strive to be completionists
1: yeah uh, like oh what was the what's terra nova, terra
2: nova we watched the whole
1: <laughs> have you ever heard of terra oh, nova the
2: season they canceled
1: It was um, produced by Steven Spielberg and it's like a time traveling movie about how in the future we've poisoned the earth so much that um, the only thing that they can do is travel back to prehistoric earth when the atmosphere was clear and everything was pure and unpolluted and blah, blah, blah. And they're going to. Do a thing where they're gonna eventually move people from the future back into the past. They're
3: gonna create colonies, but you gotta be careful because there are dinosaurs out there. Right. The colonies it's prehistoric, so kill you.
1: Right. So there are dinosaurs. Yeah. And the first episode is like real cool and interesting and like lays out this crazy world and this setup, and then the last episode is like tying up a lot of loose ends. And literally every episode in the middle is like so mediocre and bad, but mm-hmm. we were just, every week we were watching it like. Maybe this is the episode where it gets good. It seems like it could get good at any moment. <laughs> and um, it's not good. It never really wow. does it. But it is kind of fun because it's so terrible. And, like, you know, they're, it's a TV show, so they're trying not to blow yeah. their budget every week by having, like, a ton of dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, like, it's just, like, shooting around stuff and trying to manufacture storylines that don't involve dinosaurs. But, like, the only reason anybody tunes into this is dinosaurs. Yeah.
3: But I would argue we did learn from this because we only watched a couple episodes of La Brea and then went, no, we don't have to continue watching.
1: Uh, We continue to grow as people.
3: Which Mm -hmm. I can't believe that got a second season.
1: Yeah, we watched a few episodes of La Brea and I was like, nope, this is never going to get any better than it is right now and it's not very good and we're out.
3: Please write in (laughs) if La Brea actually gets good because otherwise I will not watch it.
1: No, I can't imagine. La Brea Season 2 is where the the wheels really hit the road. I don't think so.
3: Well, I saw interviews where they're like, yeah, we're going to finally start paying some stuff off in Season 2, and I'm like, fuck yourselves.
1: Everybody thinks they're going to be uh... Lost, where it's like they can just lay all this track and we'll pay it off in six years, and it's like mm. it didn't even really work that well for Lost, and I like Lost, but I will admit it is deeply flawed. Mm.
0: I've never seen Lost. I feel like it's one of those movies that... I feel like it's one of those shows that, like, you have to get in when you get in, and if you don't, then it's just like... Yeah.
3: Well, so Lost, it's totally I also don't think, would have worked as well now in the era of streaming. But in the, like, you know, must-see TV weekly release of a show... Yeah. It served it a lot better. It was really... It a lot of people into, like, getting onto message boards. Yeah, it was really
1: uh, an experience, yeah. yeah. Um,
3: and I don't think that it's like that anymore.
1: The yeah. first the first four seasons of lost are good and then you can kind of disregard the last two <laughs> but that's going to be really hard to do if you watch the first yeah. four cuz you're like oh, I want to see how it ends and it does end but when you get to the end you will finally realize they had no fucking idea what they were doing and they have been lying since season 1
0: <laughs> oh my gosh yeah that does happen a lot with shows that are like mystery shows you know yeah. they want the audience to get involved they want the audience to like want they want the audience to, like, be immersed into the story. And then yeah. when it comes time to, like, wrap up everything, where, like, if the audience starts to catch on to what's going on, they want to switch yeah. gears. Like, that
1: happened that's with, like... That's 100%. That. Yeah, that's 100% what happened with Lost. Yeah. Lost was, like, they had ARG, like, alternate reality games in between seasons to keep people, like, engaged during the off-season and mm-hmm. stuff. And they would, you know, they would do stuff where they were, like advertised that they were showing reruns but they would be like and after the rerun we'll show you some clues or whatever and like you know it was it was was interesting but that was the thing it's like i think in the first season somebody guessed what the actual like point of the show was and they all just went no that's not it and then they all like turned to each other all the writers and they went we'll definitely be able to figure out another thing before the show ends right and they went, yeah, 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 and then they didn't. Mm. <laughs> and it's just like, ah. Yeah.
0: I think that happened with Pretty Little Liars because, like, people are finding out who A was, and they're like, "Oh, let's 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 find a new A, let's find a new A," and then it didn't make sense. Right. And, like, yeah. it just devolved from there. And yeah, you just
1: be... have to have a thing and stick to it, whether yeah. they guess it or not.
3: Right. Yeah, well, and that's like the more honest thing to do, and then it makes any of your, you know breadcrumbs or your foreshadowing or your red herrings actually make sense.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that it helps. Also, I feel like um, another thing that... Another mystery show that I really liked was Sherlock Holmes, but it was on BBC. And what happened was that, like, the show almost ended a season three and then it came back for season four. But so many it's- fans are, like, coming up with theories... You know? This
3: Sherlock with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, and... Sherlock. Okay. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: But so many fans were coming up with like theories for season four, and then in like I think the first episode of season four, they kind of mocked the fans, like yeah. they yeah. fully like made fun of the fans and like the things that they were like saying online, and that's something that I hate because you should never do that where like you insult your viewers' intelligence. Because what do you mean I'm stupid? This is a mystery show. You don't expect me to, like, try and figure out what's going on. You don't expect me to, like, try and, like, theorize what's going to happen next. Like, you expect me to sit here and just be, like, Debbie Dummer and not know, like, not even care. Like, you want, like, for you to, like, look at your fans and just be like, oh, you little peasants, you don't know what's going on. Like, I run this universe. Like, I make the rules. It's like, I, how dare I you?
3: I took it as good-natured ribbing.
1: Yeah. Where they
3: were like, oh, yeah, you want to ship these two guys? Well, let's show you them kissing. Oh, no, it's a dream sequence. Like, just... Yeah. I thought Um, it was supposed to be, like, all in good fun of, like, you know, oh, we're in on the joke with you kind of mm -hmm. thing.
1: Yeah, it's... So, you know, one of the showrunners is Stephen Moffat, who uh, helped relaunch uh, the Doctor Who. Who. Mm -hmm. And, like, the Doctor Who fan base is a very specific fan base. I mean, like... Sherlock now is the same kind of fan base, but mm-hmm. like they didn't know it was gonna get to that level when they were launching it. But like the Sherlock the you know the Doctor Who fan base is it. Yeah, they're very. Shush. Sorry, we have a loud cat. No, it's fine. Um, right. <laughs> the, the Doctor Who fan base is very like. Let's figure out what things are. You know what, where things are headed and what's going on and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think the Doctor Who writers like to play games with the fans and like appear as though they're leading one way and then swerve it and go some, do something else or yes. like, oh, we'll show you a thing you want just yeah. to take it away and have it either, it was, yes, a dream sequence or it was on a parallel timeline that we had to eradicate to save yeah. the universe or something where you're just like, oh, I got the thing I wanted but it doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, um, And I think they, they definitely did that with Sherlock a little bit. Mm. Uh, which I think is fun, but, like, yes, it can definitely feel frustrating if you're incredibly uh, engaged with that. Like, yeah. with one specific, like, area or whatever.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. I low-key have, like, small beef with Stephen Moffat because I was a Super huluk fan when I was a-, a little bit younger. And, you know, Stephen Moffat, uh, especially in Doctor Who writes yeah. female characters in a way that it's a little bit sexist and he kind of yeah. relies in like sometimes tired tropes you know like even Definitely. in sherlock like you have the one character who is a lesbian and yet she is Sherlock. are you kidding me like yep. does that make sense are you dumb and then also like oh this is a spoiler but like something <laughs> happens in season four and there's a letter written to, like, one of the main characters by uh, someone who's very important in his life. And the letter is like, go off and be with Sherlock. a self cry. It's like, no, 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 no. That's unrealistic. Okay, don't be dumb. She, she wouldn't have written that in the letter. Let's be for real right now.
1: But that's serving the fans. That's what they want. Like, uh, they, 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 they want somebody to just be like, yes, go, have fun, bro-time adventures.
0: Oh, my God Bro-out
1: and solve crimes.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Be gay, solve crimes. Be gay, solve crimes. <laughs>
0: But don't actually like be yeah. gay. But like, you know, right, right. like it's it's implied. It's implied, you
1: know. Um, well, it was it was a different time. Yeah, <laughs> subtext, I subtext, mean, subtext. It was Victorian England. <laughs> this
3: is probably being too generous, but also I feel like having underwritten female characters is sort of supported by your source material though.
1: Well, sure. But But I don't know. But it also like the source material also, also, also had no Right.
3: So you don't right. have to fucking do that. You could actually be better. Yeah. yeah. Source, yeah. i was gonna say
1: the source material doesn't have any cell phones
3: yeah and yet they did. managed to
1: find a way to put cell phones in it sure mm. so the source material might have strong female yeah. characters you could probably find a way to squeeze yeah. one in
3: source material didn't even have a mind palace mm.
0: oh yeah, yeah the mind palace <laughs> <laughs> yep
3: <laughs> all right yep, i we feel liked like it in sherlock we liked
0: it in hannibal Just...
1: uh. Yeah, Mind Palaces really had, like, a moment in pop culture. Yeah,
0: Yeah. it was an interesting little thing that they threw in there, just to, like, you know...
1: Yeah, Yeah, it was just a, like, achieved, like, cultural osmosis. Everybody was like, oh, yeah, I know what that is. Mm -hmm. And they're like, let's Mm -hmm. put it in stuff.
2: God,
0: it's been so long since I've watched Hannibal. I might have to get back into that.
1: Hey, man, Um, they're always, like, a hair's breadth away from bringing it back for, like, another season. (laughs) Like, it's always... There's always somebody being like, oh we might do another one like whether it's a showrunner or one of the actors or Mm -hmm. somebody who's like i might be writing it like every it's always about to happen Mm -hmm.
0: i feel like Maz kittleson is kind of like i'm good
1: oh yeah i think i think that dude will just roll with whatever i think he would have a blast doing it but he's also he's not holding his breath i think he's like oh yeah i'll just do it yeah he's
0: just kind of living his life his beautiful wonderful life
1: He's he's got Marvel money, he's bon, yeah. James Bond money, like he's yeah. you know. And then he's in um what was that uh Isn't he uh, in the Harry
0: Potter movies or the prequel <laughs> movies at least?
1: Oh he might be in the in the, the Fantastic Beasts.
0: Oh yeah, Fantastic Beasts.
1: I am not mm. sure, but he might be
0: Grinwald now.
1: Oh, is he? Yes he is. Oh there you <laughs> yes, go.
0: Yes he is. Baby re- him for the third good time. For you, yeah.
1: Take that money away from Johnny Depp. Good
0: for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, yes.
1: Uh, another round that's the movie he was in that movie another round. oh
0: yeah that's a really good movie i love that movie
1: yeah i heard i heard good things i still have not seen that but yeah i know like that's you know he's like yeah i can do these like big tentpole movies and then i have time to do like a more interesting movie
0: yeah more indie films
1: yeah which is like cool that's the dream i think for most actors
0: right 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 okay i feel like we have run the gamut once again um, sure. Talking about movies we love that other people hate, so we're just gonna jump into the last segment of the podcast where we talk about uh, our watch list, which is when we talk about movies, TV shows that we are excited to watch, we can't wait to watch. It could be new, they could be older, whatever it is that you know fits your style, um, whatever it is that you are looking to see. And there are a couple things on my watch list. Um, there's a movie called Showing Up. Which is a movie that released in twenty twenty two that I would like to watch. Actually, it released this year, April seventh of twenty twenty three. There are a couple of indie films that I am uh, excited to watch and that are on my watch list because we're like I feel like this is uh, a thing in anyone's area, but. Indie movies don't really get that wide of a release. And when they are released, they're released in, like, very small theaters, like, limited screenings. And also, the theaters that these movies are usually released in are so far from where I live. Like, it's, like, 20, 30 miles from my house. And it's just, like, I can't drive that far to watch an indie movie. I can't. Yeah, yeah. I want to support it, but I can't do it. So
1: No, I get you. I mean, like, even in Philadelphia, I mean, like, the result of, you know, all the closures and stuff for lockdown and for, during the pandemic was yeah. a couple of the like more wide release um, theaters closed mm-hmm. and a couple of the independent theaters also closed. Like that's just, you know, even like that's what I mean, like even the like the little theaters, sure, but also big theaters also closed down. Um, so there are just less theater options uh, now. Not, you know, not too many. Like there's we still have a couple good theaters, but... Um, yeah I think you know there's like six or eight screens in Philadelphia for like indie stuff mm-hmm. so it's like it becomes kind of a packed you know uh, packed field where there's just like too many movies and stuff it will be in theaters for just a few weeks and then gone
2: yeah um
1: before that you know Philadelphia had like I think four or six theaters that almost exclusively showed independent film or smaller release film mm-hmm. um which was great and like you know yeah they could they, they would occasionally show uh either like repertory screenings of older films like bigger films or last summer's big hits but now they're cheaper to license to show and stuff and like that was all very fun and cool but a lot of that stuff has kind of dwindled now yeah, it's
3: almost feeling like the gap's widening. Where it's either yeah. the big releases or it's the um, film festivals showing yeah. small stuff in small rooms.
1: Yeah, the the middle the middle class, uh, yes. as it might be, right. is dying. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, it a bummer. Mm-hmm. It's art. It's art imitating life.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. That's that sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry I've I said that. About that no, I'm sorry I said that out loud.
0: It's it's fine. You know, it is what it is. But um, I'm excited to what's showing up and then it's another movie called Sanctuary, which I'm Sanctuary. also uh, yeah, I saw the trailer on TikTok and like this is so interesting. Like I think that this is something that like I wanna say and I say this sincerely more movie trailers need to be on TikTok. Because that's honestly where they belong. Because everybody watches TikTok. Like, I, every single day, I will open up that app and I expect to learn something new. Like, I learned about the I 95 bridge collapsing on TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I could have just asked. (laughs) 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 Yeah. I mean, that's how I learned about it. Because, like, a guy who lives near there, he just, like, was reporting on it as it happened. I was like, this is before anybody else knows about this. So, like,. "Mm -hmm." TikTok is like my one source for information. So this is where I found out about this movie. And it's literally... Um, Sanctuary is a movie starring Chris- Christopher Abbott, who I love. I think he's a great actor. Um, very underrated, mostly indie projects. And then it also stars Margaret Quayley, who... Oh. I, she's so recognizable to me on, like, little things. But I think the most recent thing that she was in, that a lot of people will know her from, is Made on Netflix...
1: So, oh, Christopher Abbott from Possessor.
0: Yes. Is that him? Yes. Yes, from okay. Possessor. But I know him from um, Black Bear, that movie. And I also know oh, him from... Oh, yeah. Um, the
1: uh, Aubrey Plaza? Yes. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. And I also know him from um, James White, which is a movie he was in with Cynthia Nixon.
2: Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: And the only reason why I know that movie is because Kid Cuddy is in that movie. And oh, it's my... his... It's his best-rated movie on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, so I've seen that movie like a couple of times, and I'm a really? huge Kid Cudi fan. Like, yeah. I'm a huge. It's Kid higher
1: fan. rated than uh, uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music.
0: <laughs> Not higher than that, but it's it's pretty good. It's pretty oh, good. Oh
1: boy, I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good.
0: Yes. So, Sanctuary is about this guy. He's like in this secret relationship with Rebecca, who's a dominatrix, and he tells her that like basically this will be like his last night with her. Because he's starting a new job. He has to pay attention to it. And so it's like... I feel like it's this whole kind of like... Suspenseful, sensual kind of movie. And I'm excited. I am definitely excited to watch it. I feel like one day I'm just going to like get some wine. I'm going to rent it. And I'm just going to sit back. And I'm just going to let it play. Because like... Right on. Yeah. (laughs) I think it'll be interesting.
1: Uh, I love... That sounds great. I love um, the night... The 90s era erotic thriller is one of my favorite genres of film. Mm,
2: you
1: won't yep. Shut up about I, Jade. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Actually, you know what? Let's scrap the whole episode. I'm not talking about the room. I want to talk about Jade now.
0: What? What? Jade?
1: Jade. Jade is a movie from like 96. Uh, it stars David Caruso, who's like a terrible actor. What? <laughs> and it's this like goofy, weird erotic thriller. Um, it's very like plot twisty. You know. And, but like sex is a huge part of the plot. It's not just like it's a movie with a lot of sex in it. Like sex is part of the plot. But like the movie is so weird and janky and the it pacing has is so strange.
0: 13% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it what? The same director or maybe the same writer as Basic
3: Instinct?
1: Uh, I don't oh, remember. It's yeah, been I think, a, so. I I think there was some
3: crossover. Be. And it also reuses footage. Yes to make one car chase into two car chases much what? like how the film reuses footage to make one love scene into <laughs> two
1: love, love scenes. scenes that's true yeah no it's so janky and weird like stuff in the movie just happens again later cuz they needed to stretch and yeah. I just like it's a movie that I think is actually very good, <laughs> but he, he
3: won't shut up about Jade. I do love I, Jade. I, I, I said it with the cadence of a joke, but it's also real.
1: Right, it, she's kidding, but she also <laughs> hates hearing about Jade. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, Jade. I could. There's also a movie that people do not like that I think is. I really. I love. I love watching. I don't know if it's. I don't know if I could defend it and say it's good, but a oh boy, do I love watching it.
0: I mean, what she, if you love it, I like it.
2: <laughs> you know. It's
1: worth a watch, man. um There's that joke in the fir- I think it's the first episode of South Park where they tell the little the little baby Ike to do his impression of David Caruso's career, <laughs> and he just jumps out of the UFO into the snow. The first episode, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's that's accurate. Okay,
0: <laughs> okay good to know. <laughs> I will not put that on my watch list. But you know what? Good for you. I'm glad you have something that you love.
1: I I can't blame you, but I would I would I would beg you to reconsider. <laughs> uh,
0: have to beg a little harder than that, I guess.
1: It uh yeah, it's something, man. It really is.
0: Allison, is there anything that you're excited to watch? Anything you're putting on your watch list?
3: Um, so just looking at like my little notes of like stuff that we should watch i forgot that we had you had bought that uh el santo box collection i do yeah uh el santo was a masked wrestler who made the jump into film so he's got like a lot of this is like what like the 50s 50s and 60s yeah yeah
1: Yeah, he was a an actual wrestler in mexico and he was a huge star Uh, And then they were like, oh, let's put him in movies like Elvis. Like, they were like, oh, let's put this guy in movies. But he, all his movies are, like, weird genre movies. So it's, like, El Santo and sometimes, like, Blue Demon, another wrestler, uh, luchador wrestler, would team up against, like, Dracula and the Wolfman or something. Like, these weird off-brand Mexican knockoff horror movie characters and stuff. Or, like, they would fight the mob or whatever. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, so that's definitely something that I wanted to kind of get onto in the summer. Sure. Um, and then I mean, you know, everybody's all jazzed for Barbie movie coming out, and <sighs> mm-hmm. I would like to check that out. Yeah, Barbie. Low key hoping it's like Josie and the Pussycats,
0: where it's just like very good.
1: <laughs> yeah, Barbie looks good. Barbie so, could be very good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I have nothing but high expectations for Barbie, and also for Oppenheimer. Um, yeah
1: oh yeah that's
3: gonna be a bummer
0: though (laughs) oh yeah definitely (laughs) it's definitely gonna be a bummer i feel like oppenheimer i don't know how i'm gonna be able to watch that movie because it's definitely out of my wheelhouse it's like a war film and i don't watch war movies like i didn't even watch like 1917
2: you know yeah
3: i I feel like it transcends war movie though into just like
0: like is it a biopic? What do you
3: think, yeah, well, yeah, so it's about the creation of the atomic bomb, yeah, it's a
1: biopic of the atomic bomb, <laughs>
3: so I, I almost feel like, um, like calling like Holocaust movies a war movie is like, well, yeah, I mean, you know, war is around um, it, but like that's yeah. not really what it's we're a different scope,
1: yeah, right. yeah, yeah,
3: right, like we're talking about like exceptional human misery, so yeah. yeah, I
1: doubt every I doubt that like when you know Oppenheimer turns to whomever and says, like. I am become death, destroyer of worlds. We are all sons of bitches. That everybody's gonna be like, Woo! Yeah. <laughs> High five. Like, ah. I don't know. If that's gonna be the crowd reaction. Oh, it will be gosh. good though.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. I, I think... can't wait
1: to see like a t shirt that just says like we are all sons of bitches. Oh my god. <laughs> Some fucking bro. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Bros are gonna reappropriate fucking human misery. Well,
2: you know <laughs> the birth
1: have... of modern misery. They
2: have Fight
3: Club and Starface yes. and a lot of stuff like that.
1: Bros yeah. will manage to misunderstand so many things. You know? It's mm-hmm. it's almost like it's their only skill. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, somehow thinking that um, uh, what's the guy's name? And the boys, Homelander, is oh. like oh, yeah. some yeah. kind of anti-hero. He's not an anti-hero. Yeah.
1: He's a villain. No, no. He's, yeah. he's you're, the you're villain. Cheering for, mm-hmm. If you're cheering for Homelander, you're on the wrong side. Yes,
0: you
3: are. psychopathic I- <laughs> milk freak and i don't know what you find so attractive about this
1: they would also like to 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 drink the titty milk that's what that's what it is they also love merica and would like the titty milk Mm -hmm. yeah and they're big babies
0: Mm. it's weird it's weird.
1: i'm like i listen i'm not i'm not i'm not as they say i'm not gonna yuck anybody's yum you want to be in the milk that's fine but homelander is a bad dude Mm. unapologetically a bad dude not Mm -hmm. to be sided with Mm -hmm. he's sympathetic because that makes a more interesting character but you shouldn't empathize with him because he's bad
0: Mm. exactly
1: i mean it's just like you know i that's what it is is i i think bros misconstrue empathy with uh like being the same as so like you watch scarface it's about scarface and it tells you all about scarface's life but you don't learn the lesson from it because you're like, oh, but like, I care about this person. And like, I, you know, when he does well, I'm happy for him. And when things are hard for him, I feel bad for him. So I must want to be him. It's like, no, you're supposed to learn from him. You're supposed to understand Mm -hmm. he's a person like you and then learn a lesson, but you missed that part.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I did want to say this because it's like a little bit of a tangent, but you did mention that like Oppenheimer is kind of like, it's a war movie, but not really. Sure. Like, Holocaust movies are like kind of horror movies, but not really. And I sort of say, like, I mm, don't, this is gonna make you sound bad, but you gotta hear my point. Okay. I don't like Holocaust movies. And the main reason why I don't like them is like, I just, I'll, I the main reason I don't like them is because, like, most of them are here is a German person, I will take in a Jewish person, and I will hide them, and I will take care of them, and I will protect them. And it's like, when you look at Germany and like the context of like you know history and how many people were like siding with Hitler when you think about how many Germans would actually like take in a Jewish person or family and really like hide them it is a very small percentage and I think that like a lot of times in these movies they take Jewish people and they kind of make them like this one kind of like sided person that isn't even a person but just like the lonely Jewish person who doesn't want to die and like be sent to the camps. And I think the only movie that I've watched so far that like really like embodies like the Holocaust but also showing like the sad parts and like the real parts and like showing a Jewish person as a real person and not just like some kind of sad, withering, sympathetic character you need to feel sorry for is like the book thief. Although I don't like the movie The Book Thief, I love the book. And I feel like that's yeah. like the best example. That's a very of it.
1: yes. I've heard that. I've never seen the the movie, but I did read the book. And yeah. yeah,
0: the book is very good.
1: It is.
3: I I think there's quite a few movies about the Holocaust, and it really depends on what you're sure looking at. So like yeah,
1: yeah. I like, just want to say, yeah, you saying like I don't like movies about yeah, the Holocaust you're not is fine, to like right? It. Right? No, but but it's <laughs> that's fine. Not the no, 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 no. But it's <laughs> fine. It would be it would be worse if you were like. I fucking love them. Right. That's weird. <laughs> That's a weird thing. Don't yeah. say that. Yeah. Um, but no, like, yeah, they're they're. I mean, like, so like aside from um, like life is well, beautiful. What was is... what was Ta- Taika Waititi's uh? Uh, Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit. Oh, aside from Jojo, Jojo Rabbit, Rabbit, which which still has you know, it has harrowing moments or anything. Like mm. most Holocaust movies are not meant to leave you feeling anything other than like the weight. Of these events, right. Jojo Rabbit is trying to not do that, which is right. like a, a good and a, an unusual and unique approach. Yeah, uh-huh.
3: I mean, like Inglorious Bastards is its own
2: fucking thing. Well,
1: Inglorious you know? Bastards is a lot of things. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like I, you know, like that's that's it's that's not necessarily a Holocaust movie so much as it's a sure. an action war movie set during World War II, yeah. which there's a lot of. That's like true. Captain America that's is true. set during World War Two. Like mm-hmm.
2: you're right. It doesn't
1: true. make it a Holocaust movie, right. um, but like Jojo Rabbit is definitively yes. a Holocaust film. Yes. Um, but like, yeah, most of them are designed to make you feel the weight of that. And like, that's a lot to put on anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, it's important that it exists and it's important right. that people see it and have access to it and understand that it actually happened. Um no, we don't right do it again. right that's all very important but yeah it's totally fine to not enjoy that feeling um that's terrible like it's it's very upsetting yeah uh the but whole, the whole yeah.
3: point is that it's the antithesis of the book the giver it's that we should all bear these things we shouldn't just have one or two people around to remember this kind of stuff
1: oh yeah that's a good pull mm-hmm. yeah book also better than the movie
3: yeah well i didn't see the movie
1: oh i did it was not good
3: okay yeah yeah but yeah so i mean like again like uh life is beautiful was something that i watched uh in high school that was very arresting because it's basically it's a man and his son are in a, a concentration camp and he's trying not to let his son fully understand what's happening because it's so horrible so Mm -hmm. he's lying to him that it's a game and we have to play by the rules and you know
1: yeah all this it's a little bit like what I believe the day the clown cried uh is supposed to be which is Mm -hmm. that's the Jerry Lewis film that never got released Mm -hmm. uh do you know about this Monica Mm -mm. Jerry Lewis I don't remember what when like 60s 70s made this film uh the day the clown cried and it's yeah, it's a it's a guy who is a who was a I believe a professional clown uh, is taken to the camps and he continues every day to be a clown and do his clowning routines and stuff to try to keep people's spirits up as they are all you know taken to the gas chambers and executed. Mm-hmm. And um, Jerry Lewis thought this was going to be like a career-changing like film and it was very important to him and everything and. It got, like, buried by studios, and he, you know, Jerry Lewis had a lot of money, so eventually he bought it and was like, well, if you're never going to release it, then I'm going to own it, you know, and, like, then I'll decide what to do with it. And he never ended up releasing it, and apparently what I had heard a few years ago, back when he passed away, um, was that, like, there were stipulations in his will as far as, like, how much money someone could buy the rights to reproduce it. Uh, for like to to, for home you know DVD or Blu-ray or whatever release or how much money they could like you know rent it to distribute it in theaters and all this and that a lot of different um, companies like Blu-ray companies and uh, film releasing companies were trying to get together and consolidate money to figure out how to do this together because they all thought it was like a project that was worthwhile but that was years ago I haven't heard anything about it since then
2: Mm-hmm.
1: um but it's that's, that's like a famous like lost film um there's like a story a bunch of um comedians like like uh the Mr show so like that circle of people like uh uh Pat Oswalt and um uh Bob Odekirk, David Cross like those type of guys and people that they were friends with um did like a an improv show where they would um improv a movie based on like having read the script once or something like, and they would go through and do the whole movie to go. And uh, they did a performance of somebody had found a copy of the script and uh, it was like super popular. Everybody like thought it was great. The next week they were like, let's do it again. And the next week Jerry Lewis's lawyer showed up and they were like, you absolutely cannot do this. Um, So they took all the scripts away from them and whatever. And then they, I forget there's like, they went out and just improv it and like, you know, made it, like, distinguishable enough from the... But, like, yeah, Jerry Lewis was, like, highly in control of how much of this thing ever got out to the public.
3: That's wild. I think he might have told me parts of this, but I don't know if I
1: remember. This is is all just stuff I've heard over the years. I don't know how much of this is, like, true or how true, or. but, like, yeah, that's a a film that, like, every... It's, like, one of the great lost films, like... (laughs) And everybody assumed when he passed that it would then... Start showing up places, and it still hasn't. So I don't know what's going on.
0: Okay, I did not know that. Wow. Um. All right, I feel like that wraps us <laughs> up. <laughs> I feel like that wraps up this episode. Um, I sure. Thinking... On
3: such a high note. Oh my
0: gosh! <laughs> You just gave us, like, the the wildest mystery that I'm just going to ponder on for the rest of my life and never really have any resolution for it <laughs> just because of how, like, deep this goes. So thank you so much for revealing that to me. Um, I shall <laughs> sure. never forget it. <laughs> Guys, where can people find you? Like, where is your podcast?
1: Uh, well, we have a link tree. Uh, it's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash H-W-G-W. Um, And that has, you know, whatever our newest episode at the time is and where to stream the movie that we're talking about uh, has our links to us on social media, has our uh, where to listen to the episode on streaming platforms and on MovieJohn.com, which is our, uh, you know, host site. And um, yeah, I mean, that about covers it. we put out new episodes every other Wednesday. That's Mm -hmm. every other Wednesday Wednesday. on MovieJohn.com and again, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Uh and yeah, I think that's it. Um we will be having you on our show uh yeah. in uh November.
0: Fun.
1: Um <laughs> do you, do we, do we want to say what the movie is? Yeah, we should, right?
0: Yeah.
1: We're going to talk about La La Land.
0: Yeah, we're talking about La La Land. It'll be a fun time. It was yeah, really fun which being is... on the pod with you guys.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, this was yes. this was fun. I I will I mean like as you might be able to tell, I will talk about movies forever. Like, yes, it's it's not really twisting my arm to get me to like, oh yeah, let's let's bullshit about movies for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, this is was what I love to do. Oh, did you hear this thing? I did, and I also heard this thing. Let's do that now. Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah, this was a lot of fun. Thank you very much.
0: No, I thank you guys so much for coming on. Uh, guys, don't forget to check out their links in the description. Don't forget to uh, join the Patreon, where you can get the full VOD of this podcast. And the highlights will be on YouTube. You can listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And we'll see you again next week, guys. New week, new pod, new guest. And you guys have a great day. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.